What's up, Ego Hackers? It's C.S. Joseph, and welcome to Confessions of an ENTP Christmas Eve edition for our wonderful uh, year of 2020. Year zero was officially over, and year one began on the uh, winter solstice of this year. Congratulations, folks. Y'all are in the age of Aquarius now. Not that probably most of you care about that. I don't care about that. But some people do care about that, and that's like a thing for them, but meh, it's just not really that big a deal for me. So, uh, first thing is first, uh, got two giveaway winners to announce uh, today. This is for people that uh, are signed up at csjoseph.life forward slash giveaway, and the uh, winner uh, tonight that we have is in the chat, uh, the first one, and that is uh, Cayman Talcott. Congratulations, uh, you won this month's $250 giveaway. Please uh, contact me uh, privately and uh, we'll uh, get that right on over to you. So, awesome. Uh, there is another giveaway that will be announced uh, towards the end of the stream, which is a one-on-one -on -one hour-long session with me and that's like thousand dollar value so yeah and if you guys want to get in on getting in on the giveaways all you got to do is become a member at csjoseph.life forward slash members and or like you could just go to csjoseph.life forward slash giveaway and sign up for that too which is completely free hashtag no purchase necessary and stuff you know what i'm saying so yeah, yep. Uh, came and run. Uh, came and won the uh, the uh, RNG number generator thingy. So congrats, bro. That's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, who doesn't want to <laughs> win something on Christmas Eve, right? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, got me my uh, Pellegrino. So. Don't worry, Yasmin. We're going to be doing more calling games in the future. One thing at a time. So. Because it's not just a psychology business. A lot of people think they know what this business is. They really don't know what this business is. And that's okay. I don't really want people to know what this business is. Shh. It's a software company. Shh. It's, it's a software company. Wait, what? CSJoseph.life is literally just a um, fundraiser for creating a new tech giant? No. That could never be a thing. No. That's all right, guys. We got ourselves a little Kickstarter campaign in the near future. If you guys want to uh, become early adopters of the... Uh, dope-ass software that uh, I got coming out that's going to make all of your lives better with uh, well let's just say it'll change everything it'll be fantastic so yeah I don't know if Cloud is the ENTP guy seems like INFJ-ish to me a firearms business I used to own a firearms business that's actually a really good guess Stellar Memer Wow, I actually like 
subbed for EVE Online recently, Stellar Memer. I'm enjoying me a little bit of World War B2. It's good times. I actually blew up a Goon Swarm Keepstar recently. Also good times. Zerahat, you can't be spilling all of my secrets to the chat, bro. Like, seriously. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I could say Ego Hackers, or I could say... What was what was the other one? What was the funny-ass one that I did? Gosh, I, I had something with, like, a bird or something. Eagle Hackers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't recommend an INTJ go into the military, but if you want to, go ahead. Uh, that ego hacks people on Facebook. Sure, I will. Uh, your dad lived during World War II. Awesome. My grandparents did as well. No clue what type Frieza is. I'd have to like care about Dragon Ball a little bit more than I do. First rule of the Fight Club, you don't talk about the Fight Club. Yeah, it is the first rule, but there's a lot of first rules out there. So, Eagle Hackers, yeah. Huh. You guys, uh, you guys sure like yourselves some uh, things. I might do a Christmas stream tomorrow too, by the way. It will be a stream that I haven't done in a bit. So yeah, do a little uh, nice Christmas stream. What do you guys think? Christmas stream? How about it? I haven't done a Q&A session in a very, very long time. You guys want some Christmas Q&A? Hmm? And if so, what time do you want it at? I wonder. Ah, uh, but maybe, maybe we don't want to do a Christmas Q&A stream. Maybe we don't. Who knows? Uh, Stays says, are you high? No, I'm actually pretty low right now because I'm sitting in like a camping chair, one of those lifetime camping chairs with or fold-out chairs. Actually, I'm in a lot of pain, suffered a shoulder injury, and I re-injured it. It's not pretty good. It's not good at all. So, yeah. Christmas stream, Santa is an ENFJ. I'm not typing Santa further. No, thank you. Eagle hackers. It's good times. We could do eagle hackers. We can hack eagles. It's all good. Mind control. Use your effy child and do giveaways on Xmas. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, we did one giveaway already, so we'll, we'll do some more giveaways. Guys, don't forget, if you want into the giveaways, and trust me, you do, because we gave a lot of stuff away. So, like, giveaways, csjoseph.live forward slash giveaway. Sign up. Sign up every 30 days. Make sure you sign up every 30 days, because it expires every new month. Everyone's name gets pulled out of that hat. If you want it back in the hat, you got to go back to csjoseph.live forward slash giveaway. Unless, of course, you're a member. If you're a member at chos.life forward slash members then you're automatically added to that giveaway so you don't have to like keep doing it over and over again just so you guys know so awesome eagles are estjs enf santa is an enfj his name is also another name for satan just like presence is serpents right 
That's my ISTP grandfather for you folks. Mrs. Claus must be an INFP MILF then. Yeah, there's a good chance of that. So, yeah, I injured, uh, I injured my tendons. And, like, I was uh, going back and forth on it, and then, like, the tendon was, like, moving up and down. It was extremely painful this morning, so kind of sucks. So, yeah, in a lot of pain. It's kind of interesting how that goes. Uh... <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, Raka and Boot say hi. I just got their Christmas card. It's good times. I also got Helen Shang's uh, Christmas card too. Thank you very much. I also got uh, Jay Ackley's Christmas card. Thank you very much for all of your guys' support. Wow, my cat like literally just like I'm starting to like turn white my goodness uh, cold showers look into cold thermogenesis to repair your shoulders sure why not I'll definitely do that um, gotta make sure I just stop sleeping on that side I guess uh, all right Dealing with judgments, yes, very interesting. I wonder what this could actually be. I kind of like hanging out with uh, with the peeps. So let's see here. Is there anything left in here? Is there any? Let's see if I can actually get any of this stuff out. Come on. Ugh. Not very much left. Gonna try the other stuff. Let's see. What is the best healer class in WoW? I don't know. I'm not really sure about that. You don't do cards. What does that mean? Uh. Okay. Uh, Trundle. I did Trundle. I also did Jinx. But I'm, I really suck as an A carry. I'm more of a ganker via jungle. So. Yeah. Alright, awesome. Yeah, it got me some Christmas cards. It's awesome. All right, so Confessions of an ENTP, 17 and a half minutes in, it's all good. <laughs> Probably gonna have to have our editor edit the stream and repost, so. Or actually probably not, it's just a random stream. Uh, not doing anything for Christmas, no. Uh, basically, I'm going to be working during Christmas. That's that's what I do. I work. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Just mostly uh, all that. I mean, I might talk about Robert Greene if Robert Greene is necessary. So, yeah. 
I'm I'm eating some carbohydrates nowadays, but uh, only temporary during the healing process. So, okay. Doubt the ENTP part. All right, sure. Yes, I watch Alan Watts. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, of course, of course, Elliot. Yeah, still a thing, but not in a way that people are aware of. All right. Something tells me if you didn't work, you would get bored very fast. Yeah, that's true. I would. I have a hard time taking a, uh, a vacation. All right, so Confessions of an ENTP, dealing with judgments, and we got all the uh, FJs listed for this, so let's get this show on the road. So uh, throughout my travels within my life, uh, given that how much of a psychological minority I am, you know, with being an ENTP, dealing with FJs has been one of the most stressful things in my life. I, it's it's always it's always like this huge emotional battle. And it's so funny because like, I've had a bunch of ex-girlfriends like tell me how emotional I get when it comes to dealing with FJ people in my life. And I'm like, I don't think it has anything to do with me being emotional. I think it has everything to do with you being ignorant. And it's, it's, especially, it's especially interesting because like, you know, <laughs> I've had sexual relationships with many FJs in my life, many of them. And, uh, and you know, while, while a lot of people, you know, think like I'm this person who has a problem with my exes. I mean, the thing is though, is that like, if I have sex with them, I kind of like love them forever. So that's just kind of how I am. And I think most NTPs would agree with that. Um, now, granted, some of them can't be in my life and should not be in my life, but that doesn't mean I don't care about them. That doesn't mean I still don't love them. That's just ridiculous. You know, I, I, I definitely, you know, if I've gone so far as to unite myself with, uh, with anyone, then that's just not going to go away. It's just not. But then again, I don't think that uh, human humanity or human beings are supposed to forget about that as much as you SE users like to pretend you can forget, but you really can't. So FJs, my biggest problem with FJs is their judgments, really. It's uh, FJ judgments just really trigger the f out of me uh it's it's really frustrating but why uh well it's it's because they get in the way of that thing that is super mega important to crusaders and i am a crusader type i'm an entp you know crusaders care about fairness we care about fairness we care about uh, justice what's just etc and oftentimes, you know, when dealing with FJs, uh, and I think this is probably something TPs have to deal with on a regular basis, is that 
TPs, you know, versus FJs. It's always about judgments every single time. Now, why why do judgments matter? Like, why do they matter? Well, the thing is, is that when it comes to like someone suffering abuse in their life, uh, what happens is, is that you have a lot of different things in life that plant these little seeds inside of your soul and then eventually over time they grow and they become this great tree of some kind within your soul it could be a good seed or a bad seed a good tree or a bad tree basically and then that tree will start to produce fruit and that fruit is basically actions and uh, fruit can lead to it could be bad actions or good actions depending on which tree it comes from right and this is just what basically happens in the soil of our souls and it's how it all is you know there's there's so many different things in life that lead to that um and uh one of those things is like abandonments for example or words spoken over you right they they plant uh, seeds but the other thing is judgments judgments uh is a way of where people plant uh, seeds in themselves and each other because it is written judge not or you too will be judged by the same measure you know that doesn't mean don't judge you you can judge as much as you want but there's always a consequence to those judgments and uh, this ends up uh, you know you also you often hear about uh, you know an old saying you know like hey um, when you assume you're making an an ass out of you and you're making an ass out of me assume right so an assumption is also a judgment of some kind and i've noticed that in my time when it comes to making assumptions and i think this is something that heavily triggers te users like i mean I, while i will admit that uh, this confessions of an entp is definitely going to be focusing on ti users uh, predominantly with what i'm going to be talking about i'm glad that there's a bunch of te users present because it's going to be like oh out csj he's going to start uh, he's going to start bashing those ti users you know oh it's about time like i am so tired of being his punching bag all the time like come on why mr cs joseph can you like not think highly of me it would be like really nice if you would and i'm like okay yeah don't worry about it i got you because this is like the episode right you know so but here's the thing like judgments uh and and no and guys hold hold the phone seriously hold the phone judgments are actions right they're actions and remember judging functions are extroverted thinking expert feeling introverted feeling and introverted thinking it's not FITE users judgments are for everybody all of the cognitive functions not not the perception functions all four of the judging functions are for decision making etc that's all that's all of them so like don't freak out about that uh, so here's the thing like TE users like get super super mega triggered over uh, over assumptions basically and why why do they care about assumptions so much well they care about assumptions because 
if they see a TI user making an assumption, now granted, I'm not saying that TI users can't make assumptions. They can, and usually it's because they're, they're making leaps of logic based on the data that they've collected or based on the values that they've collected, essentially, between their FI and their TE. If they like survey a bunch of things, or they collect a bunch of data with their TE, and then they start making decisions based on those correlations. Well, correlation is not causation, and that is an example of a TE user uh, assumption. And TI users really, really hate that. But it's not, honestly, in my opinion, it's not as bad. It's not as bad as a TI user making an assumption. And I think this is one of the reasons why TE users consistently, uh, especially like in working relationships or sexual relationships, they have to deal with the fact that uh, they walk around with this hidden fear or this hidden concern or this need to be responsible with people around them because in order for a TE user to feel smart, they need to either have put in the time to do the research or they need to be around smart people consistently or people that they can pick their brain with, etc. And it doesn't exactly spell security to a TE user uh, when they are around people who are making, uh, who are making assumptions. Basically, this is why TE users often go up to TI users and be like, well, how do you know that? Where did you hear that from? What's your source? Cite your sources, etc. And it, the reason why it's because the TE user is literally trying to make sure whether or not you, the TI user, have an echo chamber in your head. That's what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to identify the echo chamber. Is there an echo chamber in that head? Yes or no. And the reason why is, is because the TE user is trying to figure out whether or not they trust you, the TI user. This happens consistently, right? Now, granted, there are those out there who are extra ignorant that like to outsource their thinking to other people and outsource their thinking to other credentials. And people that do this are typically affiliative. But, uh, you know, when it comes to an extroverted thinker, etc., uh, ultimately, the reason why they're just they're asking how do they know is because they're trying to determine whether or not they can trust you, trust uh, whether or not they, whether or not it's worth it to them to listen to you, the TI user in the first place. Is it worth it, right? Because the TE users are very aware of the ignorance of TI users. I'm not saying that TE users can't be ignorant. Okay, you know, uh, confirmation bias is a huge issue uh, with. Uh, TE users. Uh, so as correlation is not causation, that's another problem. Uh, and then you also have, uh, beyond that, um, uh, Occam's razor, and also known as uh, reductionism and uh, nominalism, basically. And Occam's razor is also another excuse for TE users to be willfully ignorant. But while there are those things that can make them ignorant, as long as they're properly doing their research and they are absorbing all of the content, regardless of bias, because remember, in order for a TE user to become wise, in order for a TE user to discover the truth, they have to get to a point where they're they're boiling the ocean. They're listening to all sources. Let's say they're like into like politics and whatnot, and they're watching Fox News but they'd have to watch CNN at the same time. Wow, like seriously, apparently like someone's alarm just went off. Oh well, hashtag triggered. So, wow, they turned it off. The point is, is that 
the TE user, I mean, shit, I just lost my spot. Oh, well, who cares? So the TE user is like trying to make sure that there isn't an echo chamber within the TI user. And yes, we have, there's, there's ignorance on the TE side, but there's ignorance on the TI side. And remember guys, the ignorance with TI is the following. It's two things. It's making decisions based on last known input or old information. So the TI user hasn't updated their information. They haven't updated their input or making decisions based on preferred input, also known as what they want to hear versus reality, right? And a T user, in order for them to gain wisdom and truth, they need to basically go and watch all the sources, read all the sources on a particular subject, regardless of bias, regardless of source, and then they need to compare and contrast it, and then they need to weigh it out with their FI to come to a conclusion, basically, based on all that. The thing is, is that oftentimes the TI users point out to the T users that y'all are lazy because you guys have all these preferred sources that you go to for your information, which is really, really frustrating. Uh, and that's why, and it's usually because of, you know, confirmation bias, right? It's that confirmation bias or source confirmation bias because they too have those preferred sources that they think are credible. Well, let me tell you, there is no such thing as credibility. Credibility is fake. Credibility is arbitrary. It's literally fake news. It doesn't exist. There is no such thing as credible. If you think there's something as credible, you're wrong and you're at risk of ignorance yourself. How about you don't be ignorant and realize there is no such thing as credible. It's just a perception. You know, like the reality of the situation is, is that there's people out there who don't have credentials whatsoever, but are actually more capable than the credentialed people. For example, you have John Brisson out there who does fixyourgut.com. I would rather have him advising me than probably 90% of every doctor out there when it comes to health, let's be honest. Like seriously, while he's not a surgeon, he can do basically most everything else that is not a surgeon, except for, you know, he's not the best at hormones, but uh, I'm sure he's working on it. But outside of hormones and surgery, I'd go to him for like literally everything else. And I, and he's not credentialed. He ain't credentialed, but he's much smarter than any other doctor I've ever met, at least nine out of 10 doctors. So you, you guys have to understand that like if, if you're outsourcing your thinking or your values to someone who is credentialed or someone who is credible, you're ignorant basically. And it's because human beings, we just don't have, we either get lazy or we just don't have the time to go through all of the information out there and verify and figure things out for ourselves. And that's why the TE users, because it stresses them out, they outsource that to the TI users. The problem is, is that when it comes to various TI users, not all TI users are made the same. This can bother TE users. So TI users, because they're all about logic, well, some logic is stronger than others. Some, some logic is weaker than others. And a TE user has to be confronted with a quality TI user. The thing is, is if, you know, if their TE is too low, like a TE inferior or a TE child, but then they're around a TI parent or a TI hero, then they're more likely to accuse that t that TI user of being harsh or a bad person or really mean, etc., and not listen to them anyway. 
even though the TI parent and the TI hero is likely to be more accurate than the TI child or the TI inferior. But then that, that TE child wants to be with the TI inferior and the uh, TI child, but it's not going to be as painful. But then again, the quality of the TI is potentially less, right? Especially with TI inferior. Okay, so this can be a serious problem. How do you navigate the thinking and decision-making realm? How do you make judgments? Well, I'm talking about all these negativities because, or these problems, or these inequalities, I, I'd probably be more accurate in saying, because this is where assumptions come from. This is the source of assumption. It literally is the source of assumption. And, you know, Remember, TI users are ignorant because of last known information or last known input, making decisions on that, or making decisions based on preferred input, etc. And uh, it's um, it's it's a problem. You know, it's definitely a thing. So When it comes when it comes uh, when it comes to that, you have to make sure that you have your thinking in the appropriate place. Well, it's pretty hard because assumptions end up becoming an issue, and TI users are also prone to making assumptions, right? You know, again, TE user assumptions come from confirmation bias or correlation is not causation, or assuming that someone is right because they're credible, or Occam's razor. Okay, these are all pitfalls that lead to assumptions. But TI users, because their TI is logical and they're much more close, they're much closer and much more objective than a TE user, technically speaking. It's really, really sad when a TI user is ignorant. It's far like it's it's much more socially acceptable for a TE user to be ignorant, much more socially acceptable. Uh, but it's not. For a TI user, a TI user, I, I I really really get upset at TI users who use their logic. They use their logic lazily. They don't really know what they're talking about, or they're relying on la on last known input, or they're making all these assumptions and they're making these snap judgments consistently. And you know, and trust me, I do it too. Uh, it's it's really frustrating. It's really, really frustrating. Uh, you know, making decisions on last known input or preferred input, having an echo chamber in their head for TIs. You know, for TI users. So now I'm a TI. I'm I'm an ENTP. Guess what? I'm at risk. I'm at risk of all of those things when it comes to TI ignorance. In fact, I I am that way basically all the time all the time it's it's a constant daily struggle to keep yourself not aligned to ignorance and instead keep yourself aligned to the truth and really the only way to do that is if the ti user can do what the ti user's uh, superpower is and the ti's superpower is effectively listening and having the patience to listen. The problem is, is that most TI users, especially TI child and TI inferior, they go out of their way to get everybody else to listen to them, but really, really struggle with listening to others. And that's a serious problem. And when it comes to listening, listening is more of a, uh, uh, you know, more of a TI thing. You know, they're trying to, 
they're you know because the ti user is trying to be listened to and uh, but they also become a better ti user when they listen to others it's kind of like a te user they're going out of their way to be validated they want to be validated themselves but then they seldom validate other people and it's so funny when you watch a TE user doing this because it's like, oh, I don't want to validate somebody because that's going to make me look bad. That's going to make me look stupid, right? Oh, it's so annoying, and I just want to barf in the corner every time I have to deal with TE users that do that. And I'm just like, come on. Why? Why is that, like, why is that even happening? You know, you can't do that. Um, I... I Emailed anthrax. I'd say ni plus ti is more about snap judgments per se, but I, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a thing. So anyway, uh, so it ends up we end up making these decisions. But remember, ti is you know it's logos. It's the closest to the truth. It's a lot closer than extroverted thinking. A lot closer than te because te is very subjective. Whereas TI is very objective. The problem is, is in order for TI to maintain its objective integrity, the TI user has to be willing to manage the expert thinking input. And TI child and TI inferior is really bad at this because at least a TI parent has TE critic. And TE critic over time can become very wise with managing its input. And then over time, this is what causes TI parent to become the most accurate of the TI users. But TI Hero usually starts off more accurate than TI Parent, then eventually TI Parent overtakes it because the TE Nemesis really thinks it's pretty far with it, but even TE Nemesis can fall into the credibility or the confirmation bias or the correlation is not causation trap. It too can fall into there because it's still an optimistic function. Where, and uh, whereas, you know, TI Parent and TE Critic, they're both pessimistic functions. So they're extra skeptical towards their even their own thinking, their, even their own thinking judgments, basically, because ENTPs have that additional skepticism. And it's a healthy skepticism. And it's a skepticism that, allow, uh, that allows them to be as closely aligned with the truth as possible. This is why... ESTPs and ENTPs are the most right of all the types. They are the most correct of all the types. It, it, it's just a fact. It's, it's just it's just reality. They are the most correct. Uh, but they still are also at risk of dealing with the TI ignorance pitfalls, and especially in their youth, it could be it could be a problem. It could be a big problem. So so yeah. Um, yeah, seriously, like, guys, calm down in the chat, or I'll just, like, start banning people. Seriously. So, um, yes, of course, Tanya, because you have TI Critic, uh, which is awesome. Uh, ISTJs and INTJs also have a similar approach because it's still pessimistic thinking, which can be very advantageous to both of them as well. Uh, and that's why ITJs and ETPs basically have mastery over thinking uh, over the rest of the types, right? Uh, whereas like IFJs and um, uh, and EFPs have mastery over, you know, social situations, right? But when it comes to mastery of thinking, look no further than ITJs or ETPs, which is awesome. Uh, so, so based on that, 
you end up, you know, in the situation where it's like, oh, okay, hey, uh, yeah, we want to be validated. You know, we're TE users or, you know, the, 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 the TI users like, okay, I want to be listened to because the TI users like, hey, if someone listens to me, that means they value me, right? And FE wants to be valued, right? They value my thoughts. Ooh, right? So uh, validation from a T user is like getting credit, right? It's not necessarily recognition. It's different. It's not necessarily being valued. It's more of like they're getting credit for an achievement of some kind. They want their, their FI decisions validated in some capacity, right? Well, No, that's not true, Kenobi. Don't be an attention whore. <laughs> so, uh, Michael Harper, if your ISTJX is actually an ISTJ, it's probably because she's not in an environment that is conducive to her mind and probably hasn't been in an environment uh, that's conducive to her mind. So, it is what it is. Okay. So, back to, back to, so what does all this mean? What this means is that assumptions are all over the place and they're constantly being made but when it comes to ti child and ti inferior uh, they don't have enough extroverted thinking in their unconscious in order to basically validate the input that they're receiving from others and it's like when you're talking to them it's like a complete blank slate it's it's worse with ti child because te trickster just kind of is like uh, i'm willing i could believe about anything and they end up doing and then all of a sudden you have an infj telling you about the power of crystals or something you know like that's that happens all the time you know or they're the ones doing reiki at yoga or something you know uh you know things that are not scientifically proven and for the most part appear to be complete fiction uh but then you have, you know, also even worse, the TE demon of like an E of an FE hero and TE demon just shuts down other people, doesn't want to hear other people's opinions at all. Only their own thoughts matter. No one else's thoughts matter whatsoever. And they expect everyone else to listen to them and they're not going to listen to anybody. You know, it's almost as if, you know, the higher TE you have within your unconscious as a TI user, the more willing to listen, right? Well, that's not necessarily the case. TE Demon doesn't like listening. TE Nemesis doesn't like listening. It just doesn't. Uh, TE Trickster will listen to anybody and everybody. That's the problem. That's 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 the problem with TE Trickster. It will listen to anyone and everybody. And TE Critic, uh, it will listen when it suits them, basically. But at least it's the wisest approach uh, to listening, ultimately. Because listenability usually is attached to a TE user because a TE user is really good at listening. They're super amazing at listening because their TI is actually much lower. The problem is, is that uh, oftentimes they listen too much or they listen to too many sources or they can't organize it afterwards. They can't keep up with how much information they're, they're taking in. So they end up getting discombobulated and not actually able to, you know, have have some kind of order in their thoughts. Unless, of course, they're like a Wayfarer TE user, specifically an NTJ, where they're able to write down their thoughts pretty well and keep them decently organized in real time. That's a different story, right? So, yeah. So, yeah, those... Uh, so... 
this this leads me to my to my issue because because uh, TI child and TI inferior can't manage uh, their input properly like the other TI users can uh, it it ends up becoming a problem because this leads to TI child and TI inferior making either snap judgments or making an insane amount of assumptions right and what are TI child what are TI uh, TI inferior. Well, those are FJ types: ESFJ, ISFJ, ENFJ, INFJ. Those are FJ types. So FJ types are really bad at managing input. They're really, really bad at it. And uh, two of them are especially bad, and those are IFJs. IFJs, they'll they will listen to anyone, and they will end up believing just about anything. And it's even more frustrating because their FE is much higher than their TI. And their FE is FE parent, so they're super pessimistic. And their FE, uh, uh, which can be pretty forceful. And the FE heroes of the EFJs can actually be insanely controlling and in your face. And uh, they're definitely going to be hitting you with that mace in their hands. It's, it's pretty frustrating. So based on that... Uh, so does that mean that TE users need need others to help them with their process, or am I making a projection because the need for validation coming from FE? Uh, no, it's more of TI users kind of need someone to help them with their process because they have a hard time managing the input, basically. Uh, yeah. So, so yes, if you're if you're a TI user, make sure you're writing your thoughts down so you can organize them and whatnot. Uh, it's it's just better. So, how I do this is I use the the Michael Hyatt uh, full focus planner. Uh, given that I am an ENTP, this is extremely useful for me. I I have it with me at all times. It's always in my backpack, and I literally run my life uh, through the uh, full focus planner on a regular basis. No, I'm not getting paid to say this. So just understand that there are strategies that you can utilize. And so my full focus planner, maybe some notepads on my computer and a Trello board or a series of Trello boards. That's ultimately how I stay organized with my thoughts and I'm able to actually keep, you know, keep getting things done. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a thing. So. So anyway, the point is, is that FJs end up having this huge, you know, judgment thing. Now, before I before I start going in a little bit more on FJs here, I would like to provide a little disclaimer. Talk about myself a little bit. I'm an ENTP. I'm also a crusader. So because I'm a crusader and an ENTP, uh, you know, or and uh, because I'm a crusader, I'm all about fairness and justice, but crusader types are insanely judgmental. In fact, I would have to say that, you know, whatever the colloquial term judgmental means. Um, so, I mean, we can go to Urban Dictionary and, and look that up. Uh, UrbanDictionary.com. Uh, I like using Urban Dictionary for colloquialisms. Um, so let's, uh, let's look at uh, judgmental. Awesome. All right, so uh, a way of making oneself feel better by hurting others usually caused by closed-mindedness and a lack of manners or feeling the right to judge 
and doing so. Uh, being judgmental will show people how tactless you truly are. So crusader types are extremely judgmental. This is a problem. It's a thing. And it can actually get worse. Crusader types are SFJs and NTPs. If you want to learn more about the quadras and a crusader quadra, you can visit my playlist on this YouTube channel. It's season 17. And watch all of the episodes for Crusader, aka Alpha Quadra, uh, Beta Quadra is the Templars, and then you have uh, Gamma Quadra, that's the Wayfarers, and then Delta Quadra, which is the Philosopher types. Okay, and each of them have their own uh, their own aspects uh, as well. So, no, I'm not going to waste my time on Reddit. Like seriously, I just like why would I want to go there? Uh, so. So I, I, I can be super judgmental. I also make a ton of assumptions on a regular basis. Uh, so while I am going to appear very shortly to be insanely judgmental towards FJs, uh, you have to understand that it's kind of like the pot calling the kettle black, although it's usually not as bad for an ENTP when compared to FJs in these situations. And the reason why is because TPs are pragmatic FJs are affiliative and FJs, which, which really, really makes things so much harder, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. I'm not here to say that I don't make assumptions. I'm not here to say that I'm not judgmental. I am very judgmental and TI users, all, all TI users have this thing, FJs and TPs between TP types and FJ types. Y'all like all of us TI users, we assume and we are we are judgmental and while we call out the te users for assuming the reality of the situation is is that ti users technically assume more than the te users do so i want to make that very clear te users technically make less assumptions than ti users in total the reason why is, is because te is closer to the input now you could say uh it's closer to the input you know because remember you have input process output feedback te ti fe fi okay fi is part of the feedback right so te starts at the beginning of that chain so it's way easier to make an assumption if you're the process and output standpoint because you're relying on input you have gathered personally yourself. And if you're like a person that's not around other people, if you're a shut-in, like maybe if you're an INFJ or an ISFJ, for example, and you're not around people very much because you're very introverted, well, guess what? You're more likely to have that echo chamber in your head because you don't have people around you enough to gather that input for you to be thinking about things properly, right? That could be a problem okay so the point is is that te users actually end up making far less assumptions than ti users so that's a uh that's a thing now when a ti user makes uh when a ti user 
Now, to compensate for this problem between TI users versus TE users, is that at least the TI user can realize or come to the conclusion, oh, I actually am judgmental, or oh, I am making an assumption, right? I actually, you know, I, and they, and then they could verify it. They can verify their own judgments. And being that they have an FE user, they can always be like, oh, no, I was wrong. Take full responsibility for it. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Fumal. I, I appreciate it very much, sir. Uh, so, TI users at least can verify their own judgments. They can verify assumptions and basically dig themselves out of the hole they first dug themselves into with their TI, especially when presented with new input. And honestly, I do this all the time. Uh, for example, I was actually in a conversation with Raka uh, recently, good ENFP friend of mine, and he basically informed me that, uh, you know, that uh, he, he wanted to like debate me on some points or whatever, and he, he made his case to me on this phone call, and I was like, oh yeah, you're completely right. And then in those situations, when I'm presented with proper input, proper uh, uh, evidence of something, and someone makes an argument to me, my TI is like, oh, he's absolutely right, or oh, she's absolutely right. I take full responsibility for being ignorant at that moment and I immediately change. Everything inside of me immediately changes and I move on to the next thing with being being made a completely new person at that point because I've been told the truth, right? I've been told the truth. Kind of like how everyone gets all butthurt that you know during Christmas time I say that Jesus was not born of a virgin. That's right. I maintain the virgin birth is fake news. A lot of people have a problem with me saying that. Let me provide my argument as to why. Look up a term called biblical interpolation, okay? Biblical interpolation in quotes. It's really important. When Constantine took over the way, that's what Christianity used to be known, and then he had his little Nicene Creed at the Council of Nicaea, basically, which literally gave birth to the Catholic Church, because, well, Constantine was Caesar. Constantine uh, uh, ran the Roman Empire. And guess what? Everyone in the Roman Empire was pagan. He wanted to convert them over to Christianity. Well, here's the problem. In order for people to accept Christianity, he had to take paganism and meld it into biblical texts, right? That's why I think it's in Isaiah chapter 14 or 22 or something like that, where it talks about how, you know, the, the Messiah will be born of a virgin. No, actually, that was interpolated by people in the Nicene Creed and those, uh, those writers back in the past uh, who are, you know, doing that whole thing. And the reality is that the original writing was born of a young woman, not of a virgin. Okay, so yes. It's called biblical interpolation, where they add things to sacred texts over time to fit their agenda, right? And why is that? Well, because the concept of a virgin birth is actually a pagan teaching. It comes from the reincarnation of Nimrod, from the original very first religion of this world called Mystery Babylon. And guess what? The Egyptian pantheon is a direct carbon copy of the Egyptian pantheon. The story of Horus, which most people would claim is Jesus, and the story of Osiris, 
basically, and the death of Osiris and the rebirth as Horus, basically, that is all paganism, okay? It's all paganism, and it was added to the Bible in that capacity. This is why I maintain the virgin birth, and I'm saying it on Christmas Eve. It's literally fake news. Look it up, okay? This is an interpolation, right? This is an example of improper TI. But when someone, you know, taught me the, about biblical interpolation and then I'm like, oh, crap, I should probably, you know, go verify all of my beliefs. I should probably, like, go check that out because I was, like, raised as a pastor's kid, raised as, like, this Christian person, blah, 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 etc. And because I was raised with this churchianity point of view, I've come to realize that, like, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a, um, you know, there's, there's a problem, you know. So I also maintain that like there's like just because Jesus is not born of a virgin doesn't take away from him being the son of God either. So like seriously, like don't get your panties in a bunch over that, you know, for for people who uh, subscribe to Christian doctrine within their belief system. Uh, that being said, uh, it's immaterial. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying that it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if Jesus is born of a virgin or not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change the story. It doesn't change the value of what he said or what he did or his life. It doesn't change. Most people think it does, but it doesn't. So again, biblical interpolation utilized as a way to get people to uh, become Christian in the Roman Empire, and it gave gave uh, birth to the uh, holy... Uh, Holy Roman uh, Empire, the uh, um, the uh, Roman Catholic Church, basically, that's where it came from, Roman Catholicism. So Christianity was actually first known as the Way. It was founded by an ENTP by the name of John the Baptist and completed uh, by an INFJ known as Jesus Christ. And uh, that was the Way. And they were called Wayists. And then the word Christian, or the term Christian, is just something that they were called at Antioch. And then it was ended up being adopted by, you know, what they call the church, basically, after a while and whatnot. But here's, here's my contention when it comes to these concepts. So Christianity equals paganism plus the way. Okay? This is why I reject Christianity, because it's a pagan abomination quite frankly it, it, it just is so you know and people get out get on my ass all the time and uh, hold on i'm leading up to some guys so please be patient people are like how dare you chase you know you don't believe in sola scriptura no i completely reject sola scriptura so sola scriptura basically means that the bible is the infallible holy word of god no, it is not. That is a false teaching. That is a false doctrine. Sola Scriptura is a lie. Okay? Uh, let me tell you what I maintain is God's word. It is a formula like this. So words of the prophets plus the words of Jesus in parentheses minus biblical interpolation equals God's word. Right? in general everything else is just guidelines you know kind of like the pirates code from pirates of the caribbean you know they're just more like guidelines really and the mormon church calls it words of wisdom right not required okay so the problem now i hang in there guys I'm, I'm leading up to something i know that many of you don't care about anything religion or spiritual or any of this blah 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 but it is extremely relevant extremely relevant for what i'm presenting here so hang in there Yes, nameless name. The Trinity Doctrine also comes from 
paganism as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Trinity doctrine as well. Uh, so. SS, all I, all I just, just please look up biblical interpolation. I'll be happy to talk to you about it over Facebook Messenger or whatever, but there is evidence to suggest it's interpolated, and if there's anything interpolated, I reject it. I mean, even, even Mary Magdalene being thrown at the feet of Jesus, and they're about to stone her in front of him, and this is in the Gospel of John, and Jesus is like, okay, whichever one of you is without sin, you're the first one to cast the stone, blah, blah, blah. That never happened. That was added to the Gospel of John 600 years after it was written. So, by the followers of the Nicene Creed, no thanks, okay? That's fake. It is fake. And, this, and because we have all these fake things, you know, within these texts, well, that means sola scriptura is a lie. So, yes, let's get back on, uh, let's get back on topic. So... So verification of beliefs is is literally an awesome power that TI users have. So while TI users end up making far more assumptions than TE users, those TI users, because TI users like fixing things, because fixing things is kind of like an FE thing, they fix things, their TI for the sake of FE, they can fix things, and that includes fixing themselves. So they're able to even correct themselves by verifying their own assumptions, right? And that's beautiful, and it's really awesome when a TI user does this. And TI parents and TI heroes do it very easily. TI child can do it pretty decently. TI inferior struggles, although TI child can struggle sometimes if they're getting some really bad input because they'll just listen to anybody, etc. That is, I mean, that's literally where it comes down from, you know. But again, because TI users have the opportunity to verify their own assumptions, they can at least dig themselves out of the mental hole that they're dug into, essentially. And it's it, it's really it's really important. Um, so you need more. I'm drinking Pellegrino sparkling natural water. I also like the Ahas or AHA uh, uh, sparkling waters, specifically orange grapefruit. That is excellent. I drink a little too much of that, so I've kind of like had to like stop doing that because I drink so much. Um, so yeah. So actually, uh, Cassandra James uh, INFJs are my personal most favorite uh, type. Actually, I, I love them. Uh, they're, they're, I love. Uh, why is everyone assuming that I don't like INFJ? My son, my, my firstborn son, is an INFJ. And I've had sexual relationships with INFJs. I love INFJs. I don't understand why people think that I have a problem with them. I don't have a problem with any of the 16 types. They're all awesome. The thing is, is that I'm the only one on the internet that has the guts to hold them accountable for what they're capable of, good and evil. So I like, I don't, I don't, I don't see what's an issue. I don't drink alcohol. Not often. It's very rare that I do. And it's like maybe with just a few friends or whatever. But I don't drink alcohol. I never drink alcohol at home. Ever. Like never. So yeah. So yeah. Yeah and like like INFJs in particular. I, I find them insanely fascinating. And I like learning from them. Because I often do learn from them on a consistent basis. 
they are my teacher, they're my pedagogue, as much as I am their pedagogue as well. And uh, the sexuality between me and them is, is excellent. Uh, well, yeah, so can any NTP, Daniel. So, all right. Let's uh, let's keep going. Um, sounds like something an alcoholic would say. Yeah, well, I don't go out. <laughs> Focus. All right. So, TI users have the ability to verify their own assumptions and then dig themselves out of the hole. Now, this is where I get in with FJs, where FJs and I get into it, because as a TI parent, and I know some TI heroes out there would also agree with me, for some reason, TI child and TI inferiors just don't, uh, so the TPs of the world recognize that the FJs of the world have a really hard time verifying their own assumptions. They don't do it as often. They do it way less than the TI heroes and the TI parents. And this absolutely triggers the TI heroes and the TI parents. This is why my ESTP mentor would often become physically violent with my INFJ mentor. And to this day, if they were ever uh, um, you don't understand these people tip. Okay, thank you, Famal. <laughs> uh, no, I don't hate ISFJs either. I made. Yeah, uh, you might be right, Kaz. Um... Yes, disproving yourself is a TI thing. Yes, Cassandra James, that is a TI thing. Yes. Yes, I have a P.O. box. I don't give it out, though. Um, awesome. So, uh, so TI parents, TI heroes get so triggered. And, like, this is one of the reasons why, like, you know, from a camaraderie standpoint, like an ESTP and an INFJ usually can end up, you know, as men, end up at blows. And that's literally what happened to my mentors. They, they When they're physically in each other's presence, they, they, they literally just become physically violent with each other. There's literally nothing I can do. There's nothing I could say other than just hope that they just never are in each other's presence whatsoever. And that could be like a big problem. Uh, and uh, am I tired or irritated right now? No, I'm just in pain, actually. Uh, I, I'm, I had a shoulder injury. I injured my pelvis recently too, but I fixed that and, I, and now it's fine. Now it's just my shoulder injury that I'm having a hard time with. Um, so, also I've been thinking about trying to figure out how to extract source code from existing servers that I have because the GitHub that had source code in it was deleted and I'm trying to recover that source code and get it back into GitHub and I don't know how to do it. <laughs> you know, that's not even remotely relating to this. Uh, so anyway, so FJs, Let, I'm going to tell you guys a story. So story time with Chase uh, over a recent happening uh, with an FJ. So I recently applied at Boise State University uh, in Idaho because I like Boise State University. They've always liked they They also are famous because they have the uh, or they are famous for having the greatest uh, uh, football game ever. And uh, and I and I don't I don't know why I like this so much. Uh, uh, 
I forget the specific one. I think it was like a Fiesta Bowl or something like that uh, in the past. Um, but it's like literally the best. Uh, yeah, it's when the major upset going up against Oklahoma. And uh, I think that was, it was Boise State versus Oklahoma. And let's see here. I'm trying to find it. Yeah. Oh, so the 2007 Fiesta Bowl. That's what it was. Awesome. So uh, now the reason why I did this uh, is not because I want a degree, because I don't really care about degrees at all. I don't care about degrees. I don't care about my credentials. I did it because I'm trying to learn Lambda calculus, and I don't really have much places to learn lambda calculus and so i'm i'm learning calculus that form of calculus to make my algorithms better uh for the software that i'm developing and no other reason and as soon as i'm done taking my class i'm probably going to just move on and you know it is what it is um but i actually got into a uh, very large argument with my mother-in-law recently who is an fj and also my father, who is an FJ, and also my mother, who is an FJ, and my father-in-law, who is an FJ. I'm literally surrounded by FJs. They're everywhere, uh, at least within my family. And uh, it's so funny because I, uh, I've i always had this struggle, you know, being an ENTP. And I think, uh, and this is where Confessions of an ENTP really starts to come in right now because it's story time with Chase is that uh, no Khan Academy is not going to assist me as much like no um, I, I, I just don't think so now Mr. Harper if you disagree with that email me and I'll be happy to look at that so uh, so famous for being normal thank you uh, color of the sky the normal town yes uh, Russell Brunson also lives on like Eagle Road or something in Boise, so which I've been there and it's kind of cool. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I was talking to my dad, and you know, I'm, I'm pragmatic, right? And FJs are very affiliative, and so they value affiliative things. And this sparked off a huge drama bomb with my family a huge drama bomb uh, this this last week actually and this is actually one of the biggest pain points that i have in terms of my relationship with my parents it's it, you know a lot of male children really want their parents to be proud of them it's 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 perfectly natural but when you're looking in the context of an ntp especially an entp entps have every child it's really important for you know every child to be valued uh by uh by their parents in some capacity the thing is though is that throughout my life i've never actually really felt valued by my father or my mother and of course that's not really going to happen because they have fi nemesis and fi critic it's kind of lame for me to expect that of an enfj father and an isfj mother i can't expect it from them at all i just have to hope from them you know and and it goes back even further because 
you know, I, I literally asked my dad point blank, and this is like a couple of weeks ago. I said, hey, dad, what, is it get, what does it take for you to feel proud of your son? I just straight up asked him to his face. And what he responded with just absolutely crushed me. And I think I've said this before, like on a, on a couple other videos or whatnot. So I'm just repeating myself. But, uh, you know, um, so yeah, uh, the thing is, though, is that he, he responded with this. He's like, you know, hey, um, I am proud of my son when I observe he's doing uh, what I think is right. So think about that. I am proud of my son when I observe he is doing what I think is right. Like, what do you? So when when he told me that, I was absolutely just like, wow. I was crushed. I was angry. I was offended, very offended. Because then at that point, you know, going in your head, you know, your ENTP, it's like, okay, well, what if what you think is right is wrong? What if what you think is right is just you being ignorant because you're not verifying your own beliefs, TI inferior? What if you think is right is based off of some false input somebody else has given you? And they're just trying to take advantage of you. And then because they've taken advantage of you because you allowed that, they're taking advantage of me. You see? So that was his, um, that was his answer. And it took me like it took me a couple of weeks actually to have the follow-up conversation with my father over that statement and i came back to him and i'm like dad why did you say that now he told me something that i'll never forget uh afterwards he said he's like yeah that sucks don't it i'm like oh what do you mean he's like look I answered your question truthfully and honestly. I know it's wrong, but that's the truth. And I'm just being honest with you, son. I do know it's wrong, though. And I'm like, Dad, you, you could have said that over text. You could have you could have said that as a follow up or a preface within that conversation we were having or something. You could have you could have included that. You know, you could you could have you could have made that point clear. So then he's like, but then I could tell that as I was saying that he started to get really really hurt. And you know Templar types, right? Templar types really have a lot of pride about them because they always want to feel that they're capable. They always want to feel like they're contributing. They always want to feel. Um, it's like it's like the it's like the uh, um, TE version of uh, it's you know TEs is always trying to look good in front of other people. Well, for him, it's his version of looking good. Basically, it's more like looking capable, looking benevolent, looking um, looking intelligent, looking like he could do anything, looking like he can help me at any moment. You know, looking like he's strong. So he's got that you know manly pride complex. And Templar men, their manly pride complex is hammed way up it just is but at least at least uh my father understood that 
you know, that it was wrong. At least he was able to admit it to me later. I would have preferred he had the strength to admit it to me at the moment, but, you know, when you're covering up your TI inferior insecurity with pride in that moment, and, you know, he's he's 60, right? Uh, it's kind of hard to teach an old dog new tricks, right? You know? But I also don't believe in giving elderly that much of an excuse either. I, I, I still hold them accountable regardless of age. I think everyone needs to be held accountable regardless of age. And I think they get, often get too much of a pass. I mean, we literally have people who are baby boomers or older than baby boomers running this country. And they don't even know how to send an email. So just think about that for a second. Um, but... But at least my father was able to admit that it was wrong. He's like, yeah, it is kind of messed up, but it's the truth. And I have to give my father credit because my father was at least, he, he, he didn't try to hide it. He didn't try to, to lie to me. He didn't lie to me. He was just being honest with me about it. And he was exposing his own pride to me. And I think that was the intelligent I, or I think that was the intent. I don't think that my father was necessarily acting in hubris because he had that TI self-awareness of his assumption and verifying that when he said that, you know, when I, I am proud of my son when I observe that he's doing what I think is right, okay? And he's saying objectively, yeah, that's what I do. It's not right for me to have that point of view, but that's but that's how I am, and, and I'm being honest with you about that, son. So, uh, and the answer is, is that I would not prefer he lied to me at all. I would rather him do that. So I ended up thanking my father for not lying to me and for being willing to expose himself in that area because it was a huge weakness. And it caused me to have a lot more respect for my ENFJ father. And since that conversation, our relationship has got even better. I mean, we watch, like, we're watching NFL, like, every week, kind of paying attention to college football a little bit. So we really connect on football, just like he connects with his dad on football. Um, I might care a little bit more about basketball, but I'm not sure. Um, but uh, it's really hard for me to, like, connect with my father in that regard. So, but the thing is, is that, like, you could see how me being an ENTP with TI parent would be completely and utterly triggered by TI inferior saying that to me. And I was, I was really triggered, but I decided to like, not let, you know, the stone be unturned and go to him and talk to him about it. And he was able to be, I guess, you know, feel safe enough with me or trust me enough to admit that he knew he was wrong, which my father admitting that he's wrong about something is something that's extremely rare. It's extremely rare. But the fact that he did really caused me to hugely appreciate him and and respect him a lot more. And it, it was it was a true gift. It hasn't happened very often in my life. It's extremely hard and very rare. But the fact that he did, I I'm very grateful and very thankful. Now I say this because this actually sparked a series of events that led to some verbal altercations between me and my family earlier this week. 
which is the whole point and purpose of uh, of this. Um, so yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. All right. So apparently, I've just been accused of being a grifter. Great. So, okay. And he's banned. So after um, so after that, uh, continue on with story time here. Um, I um, I realized that Boise State University had uh, what they offered. I live in the Rocky Mountains, so I was able to go and figure that out. So temporarily spend some time out there. Going to learn some Jeet Kune Do. And then also, um, you know, take some Lambda-related calculus classes, maybe some logic classes as well to kind of shore up my algorithms for the software that I'm making, basically. And, you know, and, I, and it just came up randomly in conversation. I called my dad, you know, right after, you know, the Seahawks had clinched the playoffs because I'm a major Seahawks fan because I'm from Seattle. I grew up there. My dad is also a major Seahawks fan. We've been Seahawks fans for like the longest time. He even took me to like my first football game, NFL game, when I was a little kid. It was the Seahawks versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs completely des destroyed them at that moment, but it was still awesome to be there at the game. And uh, I've been to a few other Seahawks games since then, and it's been uh, pretty awesome uh, to have those uh, opportunities. Well. Uh, I was I was talking to my dad about the Seahawks clinching the playoffs for this season, and then uh, just randomly it came up in conversation. I'm like, oh yeah, I got accepted into Boise State, and my dad like got super happy and super proud, you know, in that moment. Um, uh, and then uh, Do says, my dad, I think ISFP only told me he is proud when he saw I share some of his values. Realize that I have to accept, I won't be accepted. Liberating. Yeah, I mean, agreed. I totally get what you're saying there. So my dad, my dad is like super, super proud of me for going to Boise State, etc. You know, and I'm sure he hopes that I'm gonna get like some degree there of some kind. Maybe I'll have the credits to actually get one. Who knows? It's not really a priority for me probably will never be a priority for me because I tell people don't spend money on college degrees. It's a complete waste. Just go get some vocational training and then go do it and be hireable. It's not that hard. Like do that. Uh, sure thing, Jacob. Uh, so, so based on that, like, you know, my dad, he's got super mega proud, you know, and it, and it just, it brought me back to another moment in the past when I was like 21 and I tried to get into the military and how proud of me he was for me like going to the military. And it's extremely rare for my dad to be really proud of me because there are times when like he'll tell me, oh yeah, son, I'm, I'm proud of you. Like he'll just tell me that, he'll just tell it to me. But then there are times when like I can tell when he's really proud of me, like for sure, like to the point where it's like, okay, this is real. Like, it's not like the other times where it's not so real, like, as I look back with my introverted sensing. And he always, and it's always like when I'm doing some kind of affiliative thing, like 
academics or military because both those things are affiliative, right? When I'm, quote, doing the right thing or when I'm doing the thing that he observes me doing what he thinks is right, right? And it really, it really isn't, uh, isn't there. Um, no, Michael Harper, I, I reject that. I completely reject that. So, uh, but the point is, is that like with, with him, you know, I've observed him only really being proud of me at those certain times when I'm like following the bouncing ball. I call it following the bouncing ball. That's what affiliative people, because they think it's doing the right thing. You know, doing the right thing is subjective. It is not objective at all. And it's so weird to watch FJs who they have TI, which is an objective function, but they're so subjective with what their do the right thing actually is, right? And I end up like, <laughs> And I'm just, and, I, and I'm triggered. I'm triggered. I'm really upset at that moment because it's like, then I end up having this feeling like, okay, you know, if I'm going to do the time, I may as well do the crime. So you NTPs pay attention here. I end up feeling like as an NTP that, oh, so you only value me or you're only proud of me if I do these things, right? You're in, in, and you have so much more pride for me, for your son, when, when it's based on these affiliative accomplishments, these subjective accomplishments, because everyone else in the world values these accomplishments. And because everyone else in the world values these accomplishments, you are only happy when you see me doing those accomplishments instead of the accomplishments that no one really values, but it's still an accomplishment, but you're not proud of me for doing those accomplishments because they're not what everyone values with your F.E. hero then, right? You see? Well, the situation escalated further. It gets worse. It gets much worse. I made the mistake of telling another F.J. that entire thing. I started talking to my ISFJ mother-in-law, basically, and I told her about that, and she went off on me on the phone. This happened a couple days ago. She went off on me, and she said, uh, "She said, you know, uh, that's stupid. You can't just get mad at someone being happy for you." And I'm like, "Really?" You're, you're making an assumption? You're making a TI assumption right now? It's so funny because Railgun jumped in uh, to the conversation uh, as well. And she's like, well, yeah. Because, you know, Railgun is TI parent just like I am. We're both pragmatic. We're both TPs, right? And TPs love to throw down with some FJs. You know what I'm saying? And she threw down. She threw down. And, uh, and, uh, I'm like, and so I got to listen to Railgun say, yeah, mom, like that time where, you know, I went to the military, I went to the Marine Corps and, you know, uh, and then dad was like super happy. And then all of a sudden he was really proud of me or whatever. And then, and then her, her mom's like, well, when you came back from the Marine Corps, you were a completely different person. And she's like, wow. So apparently I just have to go to this program and then you'll be proud of me and you think it's the program that did it instead of, 
you know, the affiliative that did it to me instead of, you know, me having the freedom with my own NI inferior to make my own choice to change for the better and be more responsible for the better. But no, you're giving all the credit to the program. You're giving all of the, the FI, your, your FI critic is giving all the value to the Marine Corps instead of giving me, my FE child, the value for making the decision on my own. Really? I was like, dang, I really identify with Railgun. Dang. So, I went on further with my mother-in-law and basically I'm like, okay, so you're telling me that it's wrong for me to be upset with my father because I'm just calling him out for only being proud of me when I do these affiliative accomplishments. And it has nothing to do with me. It just has something to do with my accomplishments because my dad is just living through me vicariously because I'm doing the things that he values and not doing the things that I value per se. I tell you the truth, folks, I will never do this to my children ever never I, my, my son even came up to me recently and he's like uh, dad do i have to go to college i'm like no you don't you don't have to go to college if you don't want to you know we're don't worry i mean you could work for me or you can go do whatever you want it's fine i'm not you could like seriously you do whatever you want i'm not going to get in the way of that you know I'll, I'll teach you how to live independently and teach you how to live out of your car as soon as you're 18 so you can go anywhere and be a free person instead of stuck being in the rat race like the rest of us uh, but yeah, no, you know, which by the way, I'm not part of the rat race anymore either. I, I'm perfectly content living out of my Subaru if I have to. The point is like, it's, uh, it's a problem. So anyway, so this is an example of um, so yeah this is an example of what pragmatic children have to deal with when it comes to FJ parents but this is actually an example of what people have to deal with, with FJs all the time you know I literally I literally told my mother-in-law to her face I literally told her this and I'm like it's not my problem that you FJs adopt social norms, adopt traditions, adopt ways of things, adopt um, culture or cultures, and then expect everyone in your family to live by them, even though you yourself never verified them, if they're even valid to begin with. You just accept what's being told to you. This is my number one problem with FJs and their judgments. I'm a crusader, and because I'm a crusader, I'm more judgmental than the other types. But FJ crusaders are even more judgmental than I am because they are at an even higher risk of making assumptions because they are at a higher because they are at a higher risk of not verifying their beliefs, not verifying what they know, not verifying what they think. And FJs do this consistently. And then they judge me for it. 
Then they judge other NTPs for it and their NTJ children or whatever pragmatic child they have. They judge us even though for the things that we don't agree with, that they arbitrarily decided to agree with. And then they force us, force me to behave that way. Because what? Because I'm trying to like, you know, because you, the FJ, didn't do it in your life? Really? Really? You're only proud of me when I follow the bouncing ball. You're only proud of me when I do the right thing, your little subjective right thing, that subjective right thing that you yourself didn't even verify, really? It's really frustrating. So this is the struggle that ENTPs and NTPs, INTPs have the struggle too, but ENTPs especially have the struggle when it comes to FJs and how judgmental FJs get. And they are so hypocritical because they don't even verify. They don't even verify their own beliefs. I have an FJ on my team. Uh, it's Mr. Jay Ackley. He's an INFJ. He's a coach at CSJ. Fantastic fellow. And he he got to a point in his life where he had to verify some adopted beliefs. And he did. Uh, with, with his spiritual beliefs, as well as you know various things involving his family, his own self as a person. And I, I can see that this man exudes an extreme strength of character. A strength of character that my Effie child looks up to every single day, this man. And I'm very thankful that he is in my life. I'm also thankful for the advice that he gives me, teaching my Effie child to be more responsible, helping me grow my ISFJ subconscious. Here's to you, Jay. You're a good man. Thank you for everything you've done for us. I really appreciate you. But Jay is one of those FJs who had to be in a position where in order for him to have what he wanted, which was freedom in life, he had to get to the point where he would have to be willing to rip it all away because he verified with his fiery sword of truth he had to burn the lies away from his own life, burn the belief systems, the traditions, the social norms, the culture that he grew up in, that he adopted without verifying. And he just decided one day, you know what? I'm going to verify it. It is written. The truth will set you free. And then because he verified, those TI users, when they verify, they find the truth. And as soon as they find the truth, they have no choice but to act differently, and they do act differently. And he did, and he did. And it cost him great pain because just like we discussed in the last confessions of an ENTP, he became a pariah. Let's go to my Facebook right now. I posted something on Facebook recently on my profile. Um, and I posted, uh, let me uh, let me actually, I am on my own profile, like 
the heck? Why can't I like find stuff on my own profile? There we go. Alright. I said the cost of happiness is becoming a social outcast. The cost of happiness is becoming a pariah. You want to be happy? You're going to have to be willing to become an outcast. You're going to have to be willing to be exiled from your family, from your church, from your society, from everything, from your culture. If you want to be happy, you're going to have to be willing to become the pariah. That's just fact. That's just the truth. Okay? And it's no different with FJs because FJs are the cornerstone of society. FJs are the ones holding up the society and they're not even verifying. What is it going to take to cause FJs to either stop making these assumptions or verifying these assumptions? When are they going to figure out that because they're not verifying, the rest of us, especially us pragmatics out here, are suffering? And then we end up having these situations where if I'm going to do the time, I may as well do the crime, right? Because you FJs are condemning me for being me. And you are forcing me. And it's because of you that I have to be the pariah. For I am the pariah of my own family. I am the black sheep of my family and my church. It's like when I became uh, polyamorous. I was thrown out of my family, thrown out of my church, thrown out of my community, shamed. My dad uh, really publicly shamed me a lot as a child. I was used to it, though. I could take the hits because life is not about the blows you can land. Life is about the hits you can take. Rocky Balboa said that to his son. I say it again. You see? So... I'm tired, I'm really tired of suffering like this. So in order to end my suffering, I just opt out of society. I just don't care. I don't care anymore. And as open-minded as uh, Tanya would say, Tanya would say, quote, society isn't ready for open-minded individuals. As open-minded as TI users are supposed to be, they're really not. I wish I could say TI users are open-minded. TI users are not open-minded. I have to actually admit that TE users are technically more open-minded than a TI user, which would make the ENFP the most open-minded of all the types. Thank you, Chris Taylor, for being an example of that. I literally have said in my life multiple times that the ENTP is the most open-minded of all the types. Eh, wrong. It is not. Because ISFJ subconscious, technically, actually, the ENFP is the most open-minded of all the types. I have to admit that. This is me taking away an assumption and digging myself out of my own hole. At least I can verify. That's nice. But it's especially more difficult for TI users, especially FJs, because they're affiliative and they want, may base their thinking on what is agreeable, 
more so than what's actually true. So they make assumptions with their logic based on what is agreeable and not what is necessarily true. So they do not often verify their own beliefs. They do not often verify their own assumptions. And it creates mass cultural ignorance, mass cultural hypnosis. I'm tired of it. I hate it. I agree with you, Michael Harper. So it's it's a it's a it's a serious um, it's a serious problem. FJ's, please heed my call. Hear my words. Verify your beliefs. Um. If you don't, there is a warning. Um, for the time is coming when truth will be thrown to the ground, and it's already here. Uh, or you can go even further than that. <laughs> I found FJs in the Bible. Oh, wait, I found... TI users in the Bible or T users, but I like to think that this really refers to FJs most specifically. Quote, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine or sound teaching. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. And that's, of course, the TE user's nightmare. Oh, they got an echo chamber in their head, right? You know, that echo chamber is a serious problem. And TE users are so afraid of all the TI users out there giving themselves over to ignorance and giving themselves teachers and teaching to teach them what their itching ears want to hear. All because, you know, ignorance. It's one of the biggest fears that a T user would have. The biggest fear that I have as a TI user is that my own free thinking thoughts, which automatically by default challenge the establishment because I am the pariah, and then the thought police from 1984 would see me killed for just thinking against the establishment, or even experimenting in my mind against the establishment to test those ideas. But because I don't accept them, I'm a risk, right? So lame. So painful. You know. So that's the thing. And yeah, you're right. That brings me up to my next point. I got a text railgun real quick. I don't know, I'm in a live stream. Because she just called me. So, I'm not going to completely bag on FJs and say it's all their completely fault. 
there is one little thing that has to be talked about when it comes to FJs about whether or not they are going to verify their own beliefs or their own assumptions to make things better for the TPs of the world where the FJs can make it better for the TPs. Well, what really gets in the way? Yeah, sure, their lack of TE gets in the way, definitely. So their inability to manage input, but there's one other issue. And that is their super high extroverted feeling. Oftentimes, FJs with their adopted culture, their adopted belief system, their adopted church, their adopted spirituality, their adopted traditions, FJs are not willing to verify their beliefs or their assumptions because they are afraid of what would happen if they do. Why is that? Because if they do verify and they find out that something that they've believed is a lie of the lawn, they have to immediately change, which means all of a sudden they have to be willing to become the pariah, just like Mr. Jay Ackley did with his life, being a great example to you FJs out there. But there's something else in play. Why is this happening? It really actually is guilt. FJs often feel too guilty, way too guilty. Like they need to have permission to verify their beliefs, to verify their assumptions. Think about that. How twisted is that? right? How twisted is that? How much of a horrible society do we live in where the FJs do not either feel safe enough or free enough to verify their own beliefs because they feel too guilty to do it? Way too guilty. And one of the reasons why is because you TE users out there, especially you affiliative TE users out there, while you see to be so open-minded, right, you literally create these arbitrary rules and enforce them on the FJs. And you make the FJs enforce them for you because most social norms. And oftentimes FJs feel too guilty to get in the way of the social norms. The bottom line is, folks, it is not just FJ's fault. It's everybody's fault. It always comes full circle. You FI users are supposed to not be allowing these principles to become social norms, these incorrect principles, because you guys are lazy or too bad at doing research yourselves stop stop and then you have these fj enforcers who are enforcing things on your behalf and then you with your fi guilt them into enforcing things and guilt them into keeping the culture up and guilt them into keeping the social norms and guilt them into the traditions and guilt them into the religion and guilt them into church and it's so easy to guilt an FJ. You can control an FJ through guilt easily. And you know it. You wield your FI over them. And that's why us TPs come in to expose you to help the FJs and also to help yourselves too. Even though we're trying to verify our own assumptions and deal with our own problems at the same time.
so FJs, yes, Dio says, quote, FJs are guilty by default because the pressure of responsibility for those around. Yes. And I'm not saying that if I use, it's, it's just the fault of FI users either. I'm saying, folks, everyone is guilty. These bad judgments, like humanity, I'll be honest with you folks, humanity has not gotten better. Humanity is just as ignorant as it was a long time ago. There is nothing new under the sun. King Solomon said that and it's still true to this day. We are still just as guilty. Everyone is responsible for this. Everybody. But the difference is, is that, you know, in order for FJs to feel safe or free enough to actually verify their own beliefs and they verify their own assumptions, they need the support of UFI users telling them that it's okay. And FJ, because of how affiliative they are, and they are affiliative for your sake, FI users, they are affiliative for your sake. It's as if they often walk around needing your permission to verify their beliefs and their assumptions that they enforce on others. They need your permission. FJs, I tell you the truth, you do not need their permission. In fact, what you call the affiliative, what you call doing the right thing, let me tell you what the true doing the right thing is, and this is my FI master talking. Not FI trickster, this is FI master. Here's a real principle for you. The reality of the situation is, the true moral of the situation is, the absolute good of the situation is verifying your beliefs regardless of the consequences. Is a far greater affiliative than the affiliative that is readily accepted by everybody else. FJs, you want to become part of the absolute good? then you have to realize that there is a greater affiliative, even one that's above what is accepted by the masses or accepted by culture or accepted by your traditions. You see, there's a greater affiliative out there that goes beyond a greater doing the right thing that goes beyond what we have here within Western society. You FJs need to follow that mark of a higher calling, that higher calling towards the greater affiliative, the best affiliative, the better affiliative, and become the better affiliative. Verify your beliefs. You don't need permission from the FI users. You don't need permission from anyone because you already have it. All men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of the greater affiliative. You already have permission. Why do you need permission from the FI users? There's a greater affiliative out there. I will now define what the greater affiliative is. It is known as the absolute good. The absolute good is the greatest affiliative. Just like the greatest pragmatic is the absolute truth. Absolute truth does exist. You could prove it by math, mathematics, by logic. I'll prove absolute truth to you folks here again. If you were to tell me that absolute truth was not true, 
I would ask you, well, is that a true statement? And you'd be like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, is it true that absolute truth is not true? And then you would say, yes. And then I'd be like, well, if that's the case, if it's not true, then you just canceled it. It cancels out, which means absolute true can only be true. And if you were to say no, then I call you a liar and absolute truth would still be true. Therefore, absolute truth does exist. It's logic. But what is the absolute good? Because absolute truth exists, the absolute good has to exist. If T, Because TI users represent half the equation, right? Because it's half the population of the earth, half, the, half of humanity. So TI users, you're most welcome, Dio. Uh, TI users represent the absolute truth here on the earth. But the FI users represent the absolute good here on the earth. What is the definition of the absolute good? Because TI users exist, and because absolute truth exists, because TI users exist, FI users exist. Because FI users exist, TI users exist via cognitive synchronicity. It's just reality. So because absolute truth exists, absolute good exists. So what is the absolute good? We just defined absolute truth. We know it exists. What is the absolute good? I will tell you. The absolute good is the following. Quote, love your neighbor as yourself. End quote. That is the absolute good. That means you have to love yourself first. That means you have to be responsibly selfish to yourself first. You have to put yourself first and take care of yourself. Like Frederick Nietzsche said, needs versus wants, folks. You need to be focusing on meeting your own needs. That's why we have the four pillars of self-love which is in season six playlist on this YouTube channel, barely watched by people. I don't understand why season four, season six, and season 13 are barely watched by this audience. It triggers me as to how so few of you even bother to watch those episodes, but they are the absolute most important thing that we have in this community. And it goes like this. The first pillar is taking responsibility for meeting your own needs having personal standards so that you can have your own rules to live by such that you are t making sure you take care of your own needs and then having personal boundaries which are standards that you have for other people so that they are not interfering with you meeting your own needs and that they are meeting their needs and only after those three pillars are there you can work on your personal goals aka what you want and then as a result, those four pillars form a roof known as self-respect. This is exactly who you are. This is what you should be doing. That is the as yourself component of love your neighbor as yourself. My mother judged me on the phone a couple of weeks ago, telling me that I'm not loving my neighbor, that I need to be more loving towards my neighbor. And I'm like, oh, really, mom? So love your neighbor, huh? What about love your neighbor as yourself, right? Shouldn't you be taking care of yourself, mom? Shouldn't you and dad be taking care of yourself? It'd been really nice if both of you were taking care of yourself, you know, and taking care of our family because you were taking care of yourselves when you knew that our church was being so abusive to our whole family such that you didn't leave until the ENFP pastor literally publicly shamed my brother-in-law and my sister in front of the entire congregation, the entire congregation publicly shamed them. 
and, and you had to stay there. Oh, because of what? Oh, we we're here to take care of the families. Many families are here at this church, and we haven't left yet, so we need to be here for the families. I'm like, no, that's codependency. You cannot expect me to love my neighbor without loving myself first. Nietzsche's needs versus wants, folks. It's not that hard. All you affiliatives out there need to understand that. You need to understand that. It's so frustrating. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. The affiliative is so corrupt because they preach love your neighbor, but they don't preach love your neighbor as yourself. That's why it's not the absolute good because the FI users or at least the TP, the FI users are like, well, or no, the TPs out there. There's no such thing as the absolute good when they see their fellow FJTI users practicing love your neighbor without love your neighbors yourself and then they start believing wrongly that the absolute good doesn't exist and then all of the fi users out there are completely triggered by the tps claiming that there's no such thing as the absolute good because they have fi because the tps have fi trickster and fi demon wow that too is a falsehood that too is a bias no the reality situation is the absolute does exist and it is love your neighbor as yourself and if the fjs would just freaking take care of themselves first before loving their neighbor and teach everyone that concept then the absolute good would return to the earth the absolute truth came that happened where's the absolute good folks that's the lesson we have to learn now that's the last lesson we have to learn the absolute good, the feedback, the FI, input, process, output, feedback. Feedback is the last lesson that we have to learn here on the earth, folks. It's the last lesson for humanity, the absolute good, and it's right in front of you. Love your neighbor as yourself. Take care of yourselves. And it's not selfish to do so. It's not. cannot love or take care of anyone if you cannot love yourself first loving yourself means if you realize you're obese you measure your food and track your calories and then you go to the gym and follow a regimen can you do that taking care of yourself means that you're producing more than you consume as a man and you're reaching king Taking care of yourself means that you're humbling yourself as a woman and realizing that you're not that beautiful and you're going out of your way to make yourself more beautiful. That's queen. The mature feminine, the mature masculine are all aspects of the as-yourself component of the absolute good. If we don't have that, then there is no absolute good. This is why we have fatherlessness. This is why fatherlessness is a problem. And it's because the FJs are not verifying their beliefs. And because they're being guilted. And because they don't have permission. They already have permission. The existence of the absolute good gives the FJs the permission they need to verify their beliefs and risk becoming the pariah. And they're only a pariah because the rest of society the affiliative FI users, for example, with their arbitrary rules potentially are making it worse.
We need to verify. But you don't see any TPs in government. You don't see any TPs in Congress. You don't see that. Think about that, folks. There's a reason for that. They're like all philosophers. It's really frustrating. Uh, someone was just giving me crap about my avatar and it's literally Megus from Chrono Trigger and they're like, no. <laughs> Well, they also become obese, Michael Harper, due to having really bad microbiomes because their mothers weren't breastfeeding them and instead were being fed formula as infants too. You might want to think about that. So then just then do it, uh, JRSVCA, correct them. Are you admitting to being in a codependent relationship? Do you really think the opposite is true? You cannot love yourself if you don't love your neighbor. Um, in some cases, it can be, Melissa. A very affiliative question. Uh, yeah, well, I know blood and pain is, is definitely going to be the future. But don't forget, folks, the absolute good, love your neighbors yourself. I tell you the truth, not everybody on planet Earth is your neighbor. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Although, because of the internet, we have the greatest potential for all of us to become our neighbor here on the Earth. Um... All right, so so what's it like being supported by the hands of FJs? It, I don't know what you're asking, Yasmin. Stellar Memer says, it pisses me off what society has done to us. This is why having to build up my own systems for everything in life and being the outcast is my greatest gift. Um, also, don't feed children carbs, exercise them and give them protein. Kaz speaks the truth. Wait, how does baby formula cause obesity? It's because of what they're not eating. They're not getting a, a microbiome from their mother. Breastfeeding is necessary. If they're having formula, they're not breastfeeding. It's not that hard. Um, uh, so, um, I don't want fake, Mr. Felix. No thanks. That's right. Not everyone on Earth is your neighbor. That's a fact. Okay. Uh, but we're getting closer and closer to the time where it is. But it's not how it is today. Um, Alan Watts is cool. Didn't really spend much time listening to him, though. Um, yeah, it's because they can't get over their comfort zone, Candace. 
Okay. Uh, do INFJs become the most pragmatic if they become the avatar of absolute truth? Yes. And ENFPs the most affiliated if they become the avatar of absolute good? Yes. I actually discuss the avatar of the absolute good in how to parent ENFPs, um, which I think is season 23, episode 9, I believe. To episode 8 or at 9, and that was released on csjoseph.life forward slash members recently. Might want to check that out. Do INFJs become the most... Okay. Um, if you didn't just give a whole lecture about FJs believing anything, I'd call the formula thing a crazy conspiracy. Guess I'll look it up. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I mean, people shouldn't be fat. People weren't fat in 1900. They shouldn't be fat. It's wrong. It's wrong. And it, all of a sudden, it's become part of the affiliative now because everyone's been brainwashed into thinking it's okay because the Overton window. Check out the Overton window. I used to weigh 300 pounds. Like, it's a choice being fat is a choice so I never said that he did Felix I think you're assuming and you're judging me unfairly um, how do you know who your neighbor is though are they next to you are they talking to you I'm sure if they're like right in front of your face that would qualify them as your neighbor so what if your INFJ was an echo chamber chamber for your polyamory justification and further justifying being wrong in front of your community? A Hebrew scholar would not verify your assumption about uh, the word virgin. Yeah, well, there's many Hebrew scholars who do. So shy Gigi, like, I mean, there's plenty of people who have arguments for and against. Are you reading both? If you're going to do research about something you disagree with, maybe you should take on the perspective of, I'm going to be so neutral that I'm going to try to prove that my belief is wrong. And I'm going to pretend to agree with the opposing side and go out of my way to prove it correct. It's so interesting to see FJs when they actually do that and how much more intelligent, more capable they become. It's just it's extremely rare, although it's very normal for TPs to do. Because they always see the truth in that affiliative, subjective light. Which is one of the reasons why TE users are so inclined to ask, how do you know that? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? So, Shia GG, you're asking if my INFJ was a echo chamber or confirmation bias of polyamory justification. Polyamory is not biblically wrong. There is no such thing as a doctrine requiring monogamy. That is just propaganda, Malthusian propaganda to prevent babies from being born because of people like Bill Gates. It's literally in line with the same doctrine that Bill Gates follows. So, like, seriously, why are you even bothering to bring that up? Come on. So. All right. Okay. Um.
Okay. Yes. Uh, being gay can be a choice. Other times, I'm not sure it is a choice, but it can be a choice. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> breast is best, yes. I, I said that I do make assumptions. Am I making an assumption now? Do you have an issue with what I'm saying? Um, there is some studies talking about homosexuality. So homosexuality is not actually like condemned by the New Testament, contrary to popular belief. It's not. Because the original word is arsenokotawai, which means men who share many beds. Which means they're committing idolatry, making sexuality their idol. That's what it is. It's not homosexuality. It's mistranslated. So, but there are some studies out there that show that like, uh, you know, if if a man is gay, like his sisters or siblings will have more children to compensate. Uh, so that way, like, you know, biologically, our race continues to move forward due to those instincts. So, um, but sometimes people do choose to be gay, like INFJ men choosing to be gay because they had a bad relationship with a woman in their, um, uh, in high school one time and it was their first love and it didn't work out for them. So they door slammed an entire gender. That happens a lot. I've had to deal with that a lot in my coaching practice. So, uh, the Apostle Paul only wrote about having one wife in the case of a uh, in the case of being a church leader. It is good for a man to have one wife if he's a church leader, so he can focus on the affairs of the church and his wife. Versus a man who has multiple wives, then he obviously has to have all of his attention on his family and not the church. That's why it's said. Again, there is no command that says monogamy is how you have to live your life. There's no command for it. Stop twisting things. Verify your beliefs. Seriously. The thing is, Rosie Shepherd, if that was actually true, then then and if Jesus was born of a virgin, like what is taught in churches everywhere, if that's the case, then how can you explain that, uh, like, apparently the prophecy wouldn't be true about it coming through the bloodline of David? So, because if he's virgin born, he's not of that bloodline. So, how do you explain that? Like, come on. Okay. Um,. Okay, so Michael Harper, that's in the book of Genesis, and uh, back then women were treated like property, and uh, that's actually how in custom that they would actually drive people away. They would actually rape foreigners to make them not come back, basically. It was a form of, uh, uh, it was a form of, uh, it, was a, it was basically a form of violence and uh, whatnot. Oh my gosh, don't talk about Alex Jones, please. 
Isn't there a problem with polygamy where the woman don't feel mentally satisfied by masculine tension because there's just one man? No, that's not really a thing because biologically, uh, one woman technically can't uh, uh, meet all the needs of one man if that woman has children, basically, because biologically women put their children above their man. Uh, they're biologically supposed to. This is why a matron archetype often teaches women that if they are in a monogamous relationship, to not put their children above their man because the man will abandon them. This is why whenever the number one reason why men initiate divorce towards women, uh, which is 30% of divorces because 70% of divorce is actually initiated by women, not men, but for the 30% of divorces that happen they are initiated by men of those 30 percent the majority of those are uh because women are putting their children above their man and there's studies that back this up um so that's the thing and if we're also going to discuss biology even more if a baby is sleeping in the same room as a man his testosterone will drop significantly over time so like do the research so, um, okay, um, um, polygamy is also not the same as polyamory, so get your guys' terms correct. Um, Yeah, but what is that supposed to mean, Shia Gigi? Because you're also ignoring Matthew chapter 5, verse 31 through 37, which is Jesus that, uh, um, like, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 31 through 36, Jesus is literally bashing marriage vows and saying how false marriage vows actually are. And then the final verse, which is verse 37, he says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Okay? So that basically means that the true standard under the new covenant is let your yes be yes and your no be no, which means premarital sex is not a sin, okay? As long as a man does not agree to exclusivity with a woman, ain't no sin. If he agrees to exclusivity and he cheats on her, then he's a liar, but he didn't commit a sexual sin. Thou shalt not commit adultery applies to women, does not apply to men, but a man can commit adultery if he is committing adultery with an adulteress. But if he's having sex with a non-adulteress, even though he's in a relationship with somebody else, he ain't committing a sin. Unless he agreed to exclusivity, then he is, because he's violating Matthew chapter 5, verse 37, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Like, do the research, people. Seriously. Let go of your bullshit christian traditionalism that is actually just corrupted malthusianism the teachings of bill gates and his fabian socialist ilk seriously stop so alex jones alex jones okay Yeah, um, no, I'll... I don't care about Protestantism. Burn it to the ground. I don't care about Catholicism either. Burn it to the ground.
So. Alright. Uh, yeah, exactly, Alchemist. That's the point of Matthew chapter 5, verse 37. This is Jesus talking in the Sermon of the Mount. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. He literally spent like six previous verses shitting on marriage vows. Literally saying, don't do marriage vows. It's pretty cool if you think about it. Um... Sure thing. Well, it the situation is I, I don't care about Protestantism. You can label me all you want. I don't care about Protestantism. I don't care about Catholicism. I don't care about universalism. All these isms can burn. I don't care. What would I call what I believe in? I don't know. It's uh, my belief system is made up of three things: Calism from altered carbon, Taoism according to uh, Bruce Lee, and the teachings of Jesus Christ, and the words of the prophets minus biblical interpolation and mistranslation. That's what I would probably describe my belief system as. What makes Catholicism distasteful to me because it's pagan AF, and I reject paganism. If you need to learn more about that, read Pagan Christianity by Frank Viola. Um, uh, I don't know, probably Wadifer because your ESFJ subconscious is affiliative, doesn't like me. Um, so... No, even pragmatism can be a problem. Like, it, it could still be a serious problem. So. But yeah, I mean. So, I mean, you guys can just live your life how you want to live your life. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. Just go live your life. Just as long as you're loving your neighbors yourself. And, like you know, worship whatever God you are inclined to do. Just don't commit idolatry. Do whatever you want. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. It's fine. Be your own person. Just recognize that when you do live your own life, you may have to become a pariah in order for you to become happy, you know. So, and homosexuality and poly... It's completely allowable under the New Covenant. And any term, any time homosexuality is ever mentioned in the New Testament, it's arseno kotawai, which means men who share many beds, which means they're idolaters. That's all it means. It's not actually homosexuality. Jesus never mentioned homosexuality. Homosexuality is not a sin under the New Covenant. Sorry. That's just reality. There's no biblical requirement for monogamy. That's also a bullshit Malthusian doctrine because the Malthusians took over the Catholic Church because they had to protect Mother Earth because of Fabian socialism and like try to prevent people from having babies. Think about it. Our entire society is based on 
reducing the population. Have you ever read UN Agenda 21? Why the hell do you think they put a cancerous substance like fluoride in our drinking water? Think about that. It's to cull the weak. Okay? It's not hard. Malthusianism is a thing. You don't believe me? Look up the Complete Live System by Cass Sunstein, the uh, former regulatory czar under the Obama administration. Cass Sunstein, he created the complete live system. A complete live system that doesn't value the elderly and doesn't value children. You know? Why do you think abortion is socially acceptable? Why do you think every single nation, most nations on the, across the planet, have negative population growth? It's because of Malthusianism. It's their entire doctrine, it's their entire belief system. So, yeah, if he married, yeah, so, yeah, men can commit adultery with an adulteress. So that woman, Shai Gigi, was made into an adulteress, and a man who marries her becomes an adulterer. But ultimately, thou shalt not commit adultery is for women. It's not for men. That's why there's a male commandment, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. But it never talked about he never said you can't covet her sister or her daughter. You see what I'm saying? Come on. It's not that hard. Like, use like use your brain. Please. I, everyone's just got to use their brain. It's the truth. So... I don't care about Arianism at all. That too can burn to the ground. Well, I mean, Cassandra James, the Apostle Paul did say, you know, do not deprive one another, uh, except for a time so you can be devoted for prayer, uh, so that you do not become tempted, you know. So, yeah, there's that. All right. That's okay. I like triggering people, I guess. It's just kind of how it is. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Cornbread Zizzle. I'm glad to see you back again, but it's just pagan. It's all, it's all paganism. I'm just tired of the paganism. I don't agree with you, Elliot. Okay, more and more I'm seeing. Okay. Uh, thank you, Michelle Way. I really appreciate you coming to that conclusion. I know it's taken you a long time, but I really appreciate it. Um, some fictional typing is uh, in the Journeyman membership. Um, yeah, guys, I know that the lecture is over now, but I'm just like, I'm just hanging out right now. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, but Dio, that's you're you're talking about the Apostle Paul saying obey the laws of the land, but then like you have people like people in the American Revolution claiming that, uh, you know that they had a right to revolt. Okay, so I think that is words of wisdom and not actually a command by God. This is why I maintain that the Apostle Paul's writing is more words of wisdom and not actual commands. So yeah, again, I completely reject sola scriptura. Sola scriptura is a lie. I reject it. It's bullshit. So. Um, you're right. Sexual, immor sexual immorality is the crux of uh, paganism. I agree, shy Gigi, but let's actually take the time to properly define sexual immorality. Let's define porneia as the word is. Porneia is defined by the following five things. Sex with another man's wife. Ritual prostitution. Pederasty, a.k.a. pedophilia. Right? Um, sex with a virgin is number five, uh, unless you're willing to keep her, basically. Um, and the other one was um, porneia, sexual immorality. There's five of them. It's oh, sex during menstruation. Because that's when men are the most weak to getting STDs. So that is what that is the true definition of sexual immorality. Those five things. Sexual immorality does not include homosexuality. Sexual immorality does not include fornication either. Again, that's Malthusian doctrine that's corrupted the Catholic Church. Fornication is not included in sexual immorality. And even biblical scholars like John MacArthur will admit that sexual immorality or porneia is being used too loosely. And many things are being added into that blanket TE term, that blanket TE label. No, it is not those things. So keep that in mind. Um, I, I don't, I don't care about the age of Aquarius, even though it has officially begun as of three days ago. Um, it's over. The age of Pisces is gone. So all those new agers out there are super happy the age of Aquarius is here. It is here. It is the new age. Um, okay. Uh, Am I a Leo? No, I'm an Aquarius. Um, okay, yeah, while it says water for Junior, it says, and he shall not acquire many wives for himself. That means don't, it, the, another way of reading that says, do not multiply many wives upon thyself. It doesn't mean that you can't have multiple wives. It just means you shouldn't have too much. That's what that means. And that's also technically a prophecy if you consider what happened to uh, King Solomon as well. Okay? So don't use that as some like biblical proof text to say that having multiple wives is wrong. That's not what Deuteronomy 17.17 means at all. No thank you. Uh, do you share the truth or only part of the truth with T.I. Parent? I'm afraid some people can't handle my subconscious T.I. Parent. No, just slam them with everything you've got. Uh... What's Batman's type? I mean, sometimes I think he's an ISFJ-focused INTJ. Uh, that's what I think uh, Batman is. 
just like the Joker is a, an ESFP-focused ENTP. Um, are you a Leo? No, I'm not a Leo. Would you say religion is destructive to modern development? Well, it depends on how you define religion. Are you, are you using the true definition of religion? So you believe in God. Uh, to answer that question, Draxel Ken, I need you to watch uh, Season 17, Episode 1. You can find it in the playlist here on this YouTube channel. So this is the Christmas Eve broadcast. Yes, kind of. Um, sure thing, Cassandra. Thank you for being here. Merry Christmas to you, Paul. Uh, okay. Um, how you think of others. What do you mean, Suzanne? Uh, yeah, I mean, Socrates is an ENTP too, so what do you expect, right? <laughs> Waterford. Um, uh, so are we operating with the hypothetical that God exists, or am I the only one not firmly in that reality? I, it, Catherine B., it doesn't matter if you're firmly in that reality, and it doesn't matter if anyone is here, for that matter. It's immaterial to me. Um, so... Elliot Woodhead, if I had a, a coin for every time an ESTJ asks if we actually have free will because of their NI trickster, I'd be a, I would be a rich man, just so you know. There's more evidence, more evidence to the ESTJ, just saying. Um, yes, we truly have free will. Uh, yes, we do. We absolutely do. But you have to look at it in terms of a yin and yang, uh, a robberous. Uh, from the perspective of the Tao, I highly recommend you research Taoism, especially the Tao of Jeet Kune Do and the Tao Te Ching. Read those books, please. Uh, it'll help you understand. Um, in terms of swingers, uh, there is an argument that it is okay for a man to have sex with another man's wife if he has permission from that man's husband, but... The jury's not out on that, and I'm not entirely sure if that's even true. So, we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I I really don't know, and I'm not sure I could even answer that question ever. So, um, yes, I understand that's what the root is, Shai Gigi, but at the same time, the term sexual immorality from which porneia is the word that is derived from porneia it is mistranslated. It is misdefined. That's the problem. Um, so, um, yes, jerking off is perfectly fine. If you want to jerk off, go jerk off. There is nothing that says you can't jerk off. Like, no one says that. It's so funny how, like, Catholics always assume that jerking off is a sin because they they talk about Onan from uh, the Old Testament, but reality Onan was just pulling out when he shouldn't have because he wanted to screw this woman over and over and over again. So he kept pulling out and not getting her pregnant, even though he was supposed to be getting her pregnant because his brother died and it was his brother's wife, basically, according to the law that they had. Um, I don't recommend men jerk off, though. I think it's good for women to do, but I don't think it's good for men to do because they lose their masculine energy when they do, and they shouldn't. So I don't recommend men jerk off at all. Uh, so, what am I wrong about, Suzanne? Can you just say something a little bit more about why I'm wrong instead of just saying I'm wrong, please? 
Like, or are you doing that whole FJ thing of trying to get me to listen without listening yourself? I mean, or, or I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what's happening here. Um, so, um, it doesn't matter if it's used in the singular. I mean, you could make the same argument, Waterford, about women not being mentioned in certain verses when it's only talking about males. So, I, are you are you sure that is? Joker, I do think astrology is false, yes. Um, but uh, I also know that other people don't think it's false, and because they don't think it's false, it's it's uh, valid for them. So I pay attention because I understand that other people's beliefs are going to affect me in a positive or negative way. So I pay attention. So don't assume that I care about astrology because I don't. So. Okay, Aquarius is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, the circumstances that lead you to make that decision is out of your control. Yeah, that's why extroverted intuition exists. Extroverted intuition is the input. The process is introverted intuition. The output is extroverted sensing, reality, right? And then the uh, and then it's introverted sensing. That entire feedback loop is proof that free will does exist. But it's an aerobarous, Elliot. Please consider that. Um, but because of the temptation of Oh, Pornea, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. You know, should, but it's not, it's a recommendation. It's not a command, Waterfer. Yeah, like seriously. Um, okay. Um, I do not support cuckoldry and I'm afraid that our society is devolving into cuckoldry. Is it wise to be with people whose spiritual beliefs are drastically different from yours? I think so. Yeah. You're right, Killer Mike. I used to, but I was wrong. Um, well, except except I didn't say do it every day, though. I, it was like more of like every four days, which is what would be healthfully recommended. Because clearing the pipes out at least every four days means you're not going to get like prostate cancer or prostate inflammation. Uh, in that, um, which is important. You don't want to get that. But at the same time, it shouldn't be every day. Absolutely not. Wait like four or five days before you do that so you can keep your masculine energy up. It's really important. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and and swinger clubs, I mean, that's, I mean, that you could almost argue that's the same as ritual prostitution, which is not allowed. Ritual prostitution is when you're combining uh, spirituality or idolatry or worship uh, with um, with sexuality and that that's wrong and that is porneia that is sexual immorality and I don't support that um, so um, okay Well, the thing is, is that Waterford, those guys, they, I mean, don't tell me that the uh, disciples didn't have it either. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Or were all of them unmarried?
but I think all translations are are useful. Okay. Uh, again, plurals and singulars is an insanely weak argument. Stop making the argument. Okay, because if you if that argument is true, then you're basically saying that women were not included in a lot of the verses throughout the Old Testament. Is that really accurate? No. Try again. It's funny, so crisscrossed is there. Um, men, quote, men can't handle one wife. What the heck are they thinking? Wanting more than one. Ask a Mormon. They have to keep them in separate houses to keep the peace. That's the thing. Like, in ancient times, like, a man uh, would have, like, a grand tent, and then all of his wives would have separate tents around uh, his main tent, basically. And they would each, you know, have them there. And whenever they'd have children, the children would stay with each of those individual wives in their own tents because he was required to pr produce their own home, their own tent, basically, regardless whichever one would join him in his uh, grand tent during the night. Like, that's what happened in ancient times. So the Mormons uh, having to keep them in separate houses to keep the peace, it's kind of very similar uh, to that approach, uh, actually. Um, so... Um, so that's kind of where that comes from. Um, so uh, Takeshi Kovacs is an ESTP. His sister is an INTJ. And Kelchris Falconer is an ENTP. Um, it's kind of cool because my wife and I have the same relationship that Takeshi and uh, Nadia have uh, in Altered Carbon. Um, So is accessing your angelic form through the demon function the absolute good? Not necessarily. Uh, it could be absolute truth as well. Okay. Uh, best Christmas gift I ever got? Um, I'll show you, actually. Um, best Christmas gift I ever got. If I could actually pull it out of here. All right, um, this, this, it's a, it's called a top off. It's an inverter that goes on top of a Milwaukee battery. It's pretty awesome actually. Uh, and you know, batteries for like uh, power tools and whatnot. Speaking of which, I need to unplug my battery charger real quick. So, uh, let's get this out. There we go. Awesome. Part of my uh, power system for my mobile studio, which is pretty awesome. I love my mobile studio. So, all right, cool. Uh, so, alien agenda. I'm not, look, I did study. Um, bill cooper but i mean sure aliens exist because if you think angels and demons are real they're all extraterrestrials so what do you expect right um uh 
Does Polly work long term though with examples? Yeah, sure. Ask the people in Northern Africa and Pakistan and whatnot. I actually had a coaching client the other day who was in Afghanistan and this guy had like three different wives. He was a Muslim. Um, so yeah, it works long term. Uh, if you want to know how it works, read Atomic Attraction by Christopher Canwell, Sex at Dawn and by Christopher Ryan and Sapiens. Read those three books who kind of have a, an idea of how it can actually be sustainable. Because um, there's concepts like a woman is only attracted to and aroused by a man as he is attractive and arousing towards other women. And there's also the other adage, which is uh, uh, many women are willing to share a super successful uh, and well taken care of himself uh, alpha man, basically, in that capacity. So as, uh, as, as different examples and whatnot. So yeah, um, let's see. Okay, and check and see how Railgun is doing. Just gotta check on her real quick. See where she's at. Texting her right now. Oh, she's still, she's still at work. All right. And okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, where did the alien agenda question even come from? I don't, I don't understand. Um, which one is better for coding? I don't know. I mean, again, Wanifer, that's an assumption. So just like, it, that's an assumption. I mean, I could make the same exact argument that you're making to you. Like, it doesn't matter. They just cancel each other out. So come up with a stronger argument. Um, okay, person I grew up always celebrated Christmas. Yeah, I, I don't have a Christmas tree in my house, sorry. Um, well, yes, Candace brings up a good point. Polly is really just not that possible or sustainable because both uh, parents have to work in the nuclear family, basically. And that's because the children uh, have to be raised by the state or outsourced parenting to other people. And it's because the dollar has its buying power so little that people have to work really, really hard to earn money, and uh, which really is destroying the family and destroying society and destroying our children, which is a serious, serious problem. So thank you, Candace, for bringing that up. Um, and Princess T says, it does work when the man isn't broke. Okay, yeah, that's, that's technically fair, but uh, again, it's, the buying power of the dollar is so little, so it's 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 a problem. Um, so, yeah, but it doesn't say it does not say that the two can't be one flesh multiple times. Like, come on, again, just seriously, just stop. Um, okay. Uh, All right. 
So what is biblical or pagan? Don't you have to be a Muslim then because it has that religious control on women? I don't believe in controlling women. Uh, ask the wives, studied cultural anthropology and other info, women willing to survive but not satisfied and fulfilled. Very surprised as you're usually fair, but this is area very unfair to women. I mean, you're making some assumptions there, shy Gigi. You're making some big assumptions. How am I being unfair to women? I mean, like, you can never have a man ask a woman for advice on women because women themselves don't even know what they want. Furthermore, you can't judge a woman by anything she says. You can only judge a woman by her actions only. So how is asking the wives actually really valid? You can only, like, I, like, someone would have to be there observing their behavior and observing their actions over time to make that judgment. Simply just asking them and conversing with them is not good enough. Because the reality of the situation is women don't actually know. Because oftentimes they don't even know what they want themselves. Why else do you think men accuse women of being bitchy? And where does that bitchiness come from? Right? Because a lot of times it has to do with detecting whether or not a man is strong or whether or or testing his strength consistently right that's normal that's very normal so they're not valid arguments Waterford. they're not valid arguments at all you have yet to provide one you're just proof texting Okay, um, but do NFJs give up their children a lot? If they feel too guilty to be a parent, they can, but I don't really see it that much. What's the most common female type of thing? ISFJ? Um, okay, you could say a woman knows what they want if they're NI parents, but not every woman is NI parent. And even then, like, you know, there's there's entire studies about this that talk about this. Like, go check that out. It's not hard. It is extremely bad advice to give. Like, even, even Railgun agrees with me on this. It's, it's extremely bad advice to tell a man to ask women for advice on women. It's extremely bad advice. A man can really only go to men to get advice on women. That's really the best pathway in as much as a woman should be going to women about advice on how to deal with men. This is why there's lots of books out there written by women that talk about the greatest risk to marriage, which is a woman putting her children above her man, which she's supposed to do biologically. She's supposed to do that. But because we have monogamous relationships, both sexes involved in a monogamous relationship have to deny their biology. That's just reality. I'm sorry, it's true. Look it up. Okay, um, there's nothing... Okay, uh... Yeah, well, I mean, the nuclear family structure itself is not the structure of antiquity, so I don't know what you're trying to say there, Cornbread. Um... 
Well, I mean, I understand what you're saying, Alchemist, but there's also the concept of sister wives, too. Like, that can actually happen. You know, like, I'm not saying monogamy is not, I'm not going to take away anyone's choice to be mono or not, but I'm not going to take anyone's choice to be poly either. So, like, you guys need to stop seeing me as this person who's giving preferential treatment to either side. I'm being neutral here. You guys are assuming way too much in that regard. Stop assuming that I'm showing preferential treatment. Like, seriously, stop. Um, wow. Women are from Hindu marriages? Interesting. Interesting. What do you think of the leftover men in a polyamorous society and the anger that gets built up from having no female partner? Uh, Lannis Angel actually was one of those leftover men. Uh, and when when I was practicing polyamory um, like six to eight years ago, etc., during that time, um, I definitely felt like a leftover man. But at the same time, I wasn't taking care of myself either and I lacked self-respect as well. So, I mean, it, I guess it would, you just have to really argue, is it society's fault or is it the man just being underdeveloped or he hasn't learned alpha traits yet or is how, how, how well grown in his mature masculinity is he really at that point? Um, and I knows what it wants according to C.S. Joseph. And I does know what it wants. But you have to look at it at a different level. Look at it in the, from the neutral point of view, not the natural point of view. Uh, so it works because women don't want to get stuck with a chump they don't want. So it's hard to get an alpha. They'll enter into a plural family to still get one. Yes, thank you, Chrissy. That's that's what I was trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, um, women don't want to get stuck with a chump. That's basically, that's it. And having been a chump the majority of my life, I... I completely understand. It's funny, you know, like, I'm not against hypergamy. I'm not against it. I'm not against alpha need versus beta, or alpha seed versus beta need. I'm not against women doing that. Women have the right to choose anyway, in terms of, like, um, you know, if they're, if they're going to give their bodies over to a man, they choose who they have sex with or they choose not to. They, they're the ones, the feminine gets to control sexual selection. That's just the reality of the situation. You know, so, um, but then since they control sexual selection, a man who is of super high sexual value can actually decide to make himself scarce and utilize and leverage scarcity if he so desires to, you know, it's his prerogative. No one's going to stop him. What about the direct women though, dude? Usually the way they mean, I mean what they say though, I mean, I'm married to a direct woman, Svarin. I'm married to an ESTP, but this ESTP as NI inferior doesn't always know what she wants. And sometimes she'll just get really mad at me arbitrarily. She'll just, Railgun will just get mad at me for an arbitrary reason. And then she'll come back to me later and be like, I was just upset. I didn't know what I was saying. I was just upset for reasons that were completely unrelated. You can't like, Again, women are like the way their brains are and their neural pathways are, it's it's set up in a it's not one dimensional like men. 
it's multi-dimensional and that's why so no one hurt me Catherine B like seriously I'm just telling the truth don't like start assuming that I'm you know reacting negatively to hurt in my past it has nothing to do with that just because you might react negatively to hurt in your past doesn't mean I am It's not always controlling as much as responsibility. If a woman is widowed, for example, is it upon the husband's brother to care for the widow so she isn't hung out to dry? Very true. That's also part of um, love your neighbors yourself. So, um, yeah, so. Um, now, I'm not talking about studies on anti-parent women. Let's just use that as an example. Tanya, my personal experience with you is that you don't actually know what you always want. No, you don't. You absolutely don't. And I could cite many situations in my one-on-one -on -one interactions with you where you were coming to me for advice because you didn't know what you wanted to do. So that's not accurate. So please don't say that. Shai Gigi, ENFJ here. I knew you're an FJ. And I knows what it wants. According to C.S. Joseph, also anthropology is a study. The men studied the women. Of course they did. So also did Christopher Ryan with his anthropological study, Sex at Dawn. Have you taken the time to actually read that? I highly recommend you do. Man can ask me for advice on women if they want the truth. <laughs> I Yes, but Chris, I mean, from your ESTP point of view, uh, like that's only going to help a very small subset of men and it's also you're only going to be able to give advice on a very small subset of women so that's technically not fair so keep that in mind um, um yes i'm not saying women aren't fully capable of knowing themselves catherine i'm not saying that um well check out uh, there's various resources just literally look up judge people by what they do and not what they say because you ha you cannot judge a woman by what she says you can only judge a woman by her actions that's just reality I don't know what else to say it's, it's, it's just all there is the reason why is because women are aware of covert communication and use covert communication more than men do men use overt communication that's a fact that's all I'm saying. Like, there's tons and tons of studies. Like, there's one by, like, the University of, uh, I think it was UCLA, actually, that, that proved that. Um, okay, so. Everyone will give advice that best helps their own gender. Well said, Princess T. Um, well said. Okay. Um, Princess T, I, I do, I am not against the nuclear family at all, although I don't think it's optimal. Um, I do not believe the nuclear family is optimal, but I do maintain, I do maintain that with the nuclear family, um, I do maintain with the nuclear family that like the buying power of the dollar is so little and it's so hard for people to earn that money that uh, it's really inhibited, uh, it's really inhibited the value of the nuclear family these days. So, so yeah, um, I think there's plenty of small communities out there though. Um, okay. 
I'm not a player. I don't know why everyone assumes I'm a player. So, so. That's a good point, Alchemist. Um, Cassandra James says, I think I know myself very well, but people are always capable of change. I know myself, but I don't always know how to identify my feelings. Well, that kind of counts with what I was saying, Cassandra. Thank you for helping prove my point. Um, not everyone can identify their feelings. So, uh, everyone's a leftover unless you make yourself not one. Yes, well said, Princess T. Okay, okay. Merry Christmas. Yes. Uh, I don't care about my own Christian uh, religion at all. I don't want to be a Mormon either. Thank you for judging me, Wadifer. I appreciate it. The moral story is be whatever y'all want. God, no, that's not true. Uh... Women and men have completely different ways of communication. Of course, there are exceptions, but disproportionately, women and men communicate differently. So I agree that, that a man doing that is a no. Yeah. Um, so you're being sarcastic. Uh, he's not being sarcastic, Varen. He has his problem with me. Um, yeah, again, hypergamy is not bad. It's It's really not bad. Uh, also, female solipsism is not bad either. They're very biologically necessary. Um, it's just, you know, monogamy causes both sexes to deny their own, uh, to deny their own biology, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, all right. Um... Hypergamy is also why women cheat and get bored. Yes, technically. Well, the cheat part. Marry a man for his money, but cheat on him for the one who gets her. Well, yeah, that's it's 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 alpha seed versus beta need. Um, I'm just saying that you know hypergamy is not a problem if a man is manned up. That's the difference. The onus is actually more on men in this case. Um, not interested in starting my own religion. Stop saying that. Should I just ban you from the channel, dude? Like, seriously, stop putting words in my mouth. If you keep doing that, I'm just going to ban you. Um, so when are we going to debunk the idea that only SC Hero people get tattoos? Yes, ENPs get tattoos. It happens. Um, my wife doesn't want to get a tattoo. Uh... That's a good point, Princess T. Well said. Okay. Uh, okay, 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 okay. 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 Oh. All right. Um, oh, trying to keep up with the texts, getting close to it. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Chrissy. One of my favorite people in the chat tonight. Um, one of the reasons... Okay. Um, yeah, there is no happily ever after, though. 
that doesn't exist. I mean, it's even it's even against the Bible. Women do have generalities such as most are attracted to men who are self-confident. They don't have to look good, though. It helps. Uh, well said, Chris. Um, I know it's not type-related, but do, yes. Oh, my gosh. I got into this. Railgun and I had a discussion about the Kentucky Fried Chicken console earlier today. And she was just as weirded out as I was. It was like literally crazy, Candace. It was it was crazy. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Um, well, you didn't know what you wanted to do about parenting, now did you? Good old Tanya. Okay, so. Um, Yeah, but you didn't know what you wanted to do. You knew you wanted to talk to me, but you know what you wanted to do. Actionable, right? It does make sense. You're just being preferential with the level at which you're looking at it. Yep, it is not mutually exclusive. Thank you, Princess T. You got some great posts in there. You sound like an INTJ. Very pragmatic TE parent kind of woman. All right, um, let's see. I think we're more open to other ideas. The ones who did not have a healthy family life and youth and decided to raise themselves. Well said, Cassandra. Well said. Um, okay, not the case for NFP women or even a few INTJs I've met. Okay. Even though I have any nemesis, I'm aware of what I want. Okay. And when should she lower her expectations so she doesn't end up alone? Okay. When does a woman know she's achieved queen status to know it's okay to start seeking out men? And when should she lower her expectations so she doesn't end up alone. Okay, a woman should never lower her expectations ever. And there is no such thing as achieving queen status. You have to consistently, see, UTE users really bother me when you do this. These achievements, these TE achievements that you think when it comes to mature masculine, mature feminine, they are completely arbitrary. They are subjective. The point is, is that there is no, I've arrived at queen. No, you have to consistently, constantly seek queen for the rest of your life and keep upgrading your queen for the rest of your life. Just like you have to upgrade all of the other roles, okay? It's super important. You can't just stop being queen. Just like a man can't stop being king. Do you really think that you could be in a relationship with a man that just decided to just quit his job and just come home and play video games all day and that's all he ever did? No. You would expect him to be king indefinitely. Just like I expect my wife to have a fine ass for the rest of her life. So there's no difference. Okay? The male burden of performance. I have to keep performing as a male. My wife better maintain her beauty indefinitely. Or she won't be my wife for long because that's disrespectful to me her husband okay it's not that hard uh it's, it's really not that hard and and so 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 the answer is don't ever lower your expectations andra never lower your expert expectations ever 
But the thing is, you get to have expectations if you're consistently maintaining your queen archetype. You have to do that. So keep that in mind. Um, okay, so let's okay, let's get through this. Um, I'm not saying monogamy is wrong. If you want to live that way, live that way. I'm not against that. Um, Cassandra, CS thinks people that are having a problem with this perspective is because some of these people are variables. These are people that look beyond the surface. That's fair, Cassandra. Uh, Lucas, I'm not trying to be a smartass, but I don't. But it don't make sense to me. That's why I asked. It's all good. You have to make your own happiness. Preach it, Chris. Preach it. You're like one of my most favorite people because, like I said, you have to risk being a pariah if you want to be happy. It's super important. Um, all right, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> you're an INFJ princess, T? Okay, fair enough. That's some nice effy parent then. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, well, being a chump sucks. It happens. Um, Alchemist, I appreciate you talking about poly because it opens the door for people interested in poly to become more open. Yeah, but the thing is, though, is that I'm afraid that talking about, so this is my ISFJ subconscious talking. I'm afraid that me talking about poly and saying it's legitimate lifestyles is just going to make the feminine primary social order uh, even worse so that open hypergamy, which is being practiced on a daily basis, is just going to devolve into open cuckoldry being practiced. So believe me, like... I have I have reservations about being so open and talking about the pragmatic realization and reality of poly that is, you know, and I just that's just the thing. Uh, but like I don't I don't agree in open cuckoldry. I think it's wrong and should not happen. So like yeah like so there's a risk in me talking about poly. It's a legitimate lifestyle. It's like monogamy is a legitimate lifestyle. It's just that, you know, some of these lifestyles you have to deny biology and the other ones you don't. So, um, does the same go to men in terms of beauty? Well, well, sure it does because if men aren't naturally taking care of themselves, then a woman sees, like, a woman looks at a fat man and is like, well, he's probably not as strong because he can't take care of himself. You know what I mean? So, that's where it's at. Okay. Um anyway. I gotta get going. Um yeah, just look up biblical interpolation. Y'all have a good night. I'm gonna talk to Railgun. She hasn't talked to me in a while and I would like to talk to her, so y'all have a good night and uh I'll see you guys tomorrow for another stream if I get around to it. I think I will though. So anywho. Later. <laughs>